Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. Today's topic is chapter 4, texts 7 and 8. Topic, why does the Lord incarnate in this material world? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupah Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Mitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Thank you very much for coming on to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. So, um, announcement that this episode is being um, broadcasted from the new computer that you all have kindly donated and we thank you I can't thank you enough for that actually so now this will be going in Krishna service a lot more thank you very much for that and we will jump straight into the topic Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, text 7. So we will chant the word to word here and then we will chant the line to line there. Yada, please repeat after me though. Yada, Yada, Hi, Dharmasya, Glani, Bhavati, Bharata, Abhyutthanam, Adharmasya Tada Atmanam Srijami Aham One second Now line by line Yada Yada Hidharmasya Glanir Bhavati Bharata 
अभ्युत्थानमधर्मस्तात्मृजाम्यहम यदा यदा हि धर्म से ग्लानिर्भवति भारत अभ्युत्थानम अधर्म से तदात्मानम सृजाम्यहम यदा यदा हि धर्म से ग्लानिर्भवति भारत अभ्युत्थानम अधर्म से तदात्मानम सृजाम्यहम सो वीरेंद्र प्रभु इज सेइंग ऑन द ऑस्पिशियस ओकेजन ऑफ रथयात्रा न्यू स्टार्ट योर पीसी इन कृष्णा सर्विस सो एक्चुअली दैट इज अ फैक्ट टुडे इज द रथयात्रा डे इन इंडिया and uh, it has been a it has been a bumpy ride in india to get the rathyatra approved during this covid-19 so they finally the supreme court of india approved it uh, with a very limited um, um, audience i think only just the priests and the police were there anyway there was auspicious jagannath went out and um, it was live telecast it, it was on live telecast on national tv and youtube and everywhere and uh, that happens to be the day also when i <laughs> get to use this new computer and uh, thank you all very much for kindly contributing for this so we will proceed with today's verse <clears throat> so translation अनपुरपुर बाइस डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्तिविदान द स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जय ट्रांसलेशन वेन एवर एंड वेर एवर देर इज अ डिक्लाइन इन रिलीजियस प्रैक्टिस ओ डिसेंडेंट ऑफ भारत एंड अ प्रिडोमिनेंट राइज ऑफ ए रिलीजन एट दैट टाइम आई डिसेंड माई सेल्फ थिंक वी हैवन रेड दर्ड टू वर्ड मीनिंग दीड द वर्ड टू वर्ड मीनिंग यदा यदा वेन एवर एंड वेर एवर ही certainly dharmasya of religion glanih discrepancies bhavati become manifested bharata o descendant of bharata abhyutthanam predominance adharmasya of irreligion tada at that time atmanam self srijami manifest aham i whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice or descendant of bharata and a predominant rise of irreligion at that time i descend myself <clears throat> the word srijami purport the word srijami is significant herein srijami cannot be used in the sense of creation because according to the previous verse there is no creation of the lord's form or body since all of the forms are eternally existent so <clears throat> srijami srishti means uh, creation and srijami means i created so uh, so srijami means it it kinds of 
it kind of uh, means that I my body has been created but no it, it is not a fact because in the previous verse if you remember 4.6 Aja Aja means unborn the word starts with as you can see Aja Ajopisan Navyayatma Bhutanam Ishwaropisan Prakritim Swam Adhishthaya Sambhavami Atma Mayaya so although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates and although I am the lord of all living entities, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. So because he is unborn, it doesn't uh, make sense that you know Srijami means his body was created at that time. No. Therefore Prabhupada explains um, in the next verse that Srijami cannot be used in the sense of creation because according to the previous verse there is no creation of the Lord's form or body since all of the forms are eternally existent see it's eternally existent uh, Aja therefore Srijami means that the Lord manifests himself as he is although the Lord appears on schedule namely at the end of the Dwapara Yuga or of the 28th millennium of the 7th Manu in one day of Brahma he has no obligation to adhere to such rules and regulations because he is completely free to act in many ways at his will. Now, if you do not know this, um, the Lord incarnates as, I mean, when he comes as Krishna, he comes always once in a day of Brahma and that too, Brahma's life, I mean, uh, Brahma's day is divided into 14 Manmantra times so that means 14 Manus um, the tenure of 14 Manus together is one day of Brahma so in the 1000 cycles of the four Yugas we have 14 Manus who, who come and go so in that time in the seventh Manu while the seventh Manu's tenure is going on so each Manu lasts for 71 cycles of the four Yugas and in the 28th cycle is when the Lord Krishna will come in the Dwapar Yuga. He has no obligation. See, now the thing is, he, appear, he appears exactly on the same schedule every single day of Lord Brahma. But the thing is, he is not bound by such rules. Oh, he is not, you know, he's like, um, like for me, sometimes this live stream, we schedule it at 7.30 p.m., but then when it goes late then the whole live stream shuts out and we have to have a new link so the lord does not um, make a mistake in his schedule he will always come on the at the same time every single day of brahma but it is not that he is duty bound to come at that time it is just that it is his will that he comes at that time um, it, there is no other um, factor that is forcing him to come at that time it is he who said that i will come at this time and therefore he comes so just like today there was a speech by singapore prime minister at 4 p.m singapore time now he chose the time that he would go at a certain time and he, and then he came he would have well come at 5 p.m or 3 p.m whenever he likes there's nothing stopping him but just he announced that he will come that was his will and he came at the time. So similarly, Lord Krishna comes at every the seventh cycle, uh, seventh Manu, twenty-eighth cycle of the four yugas, and the Dwapar Yuga he will come. 
But that is he himself announced. How do we know that he comes at that time? Because he is there in the Shastra. So that's exactly when he comes. So that is his will. So that's how he comes. So that's why Prabhupada explains here, he has no obligation to adhere to such rules and regulations because he is completely free to act in many ways at his will. He therefore appears by his own will where whenever there is a predominance of irreligiosity and the disappearance of true religion. <clears throat> Principles of religion are laid down in the Vedas. Principles of religion are laid down in the Vedas and any discrepancy in the matter of properly executing the rules of the Vedas makes one irreligious. Now, he, it is said here, Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata. Dharmasya glanir means when there is a decline in religion. Then he will come. So, principles of religion are laid out in the Vedas and any discrepancy in the matter of properly executing the rules of the Vedas makes one irreligious. So, that's when he will come. In the Bhagavatam, it is stated that such principles are, are the laws of the Lord. So, where is it stated in the Bhagavatam? 6.3.19 of Srimad Bhagavatam. If we go there. So, this is the actual verse. Dharmam tu sakshad bhagavat pranitam navai vidur rishayo napi devaha nasiddha mukhya surama asura manushyaha kutonu vidya Real religious principles are enacted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although fully situated in the mode of goodness, even the great rishis who occupy the topmost planets cannot assert in the real religious principles. Nor can the demigods or the leaders of Siddhaloka to say nothing of the Asuras, ordinary human beings, Vidyadharas and Charanas. So none can know the real religious principles. It is only the Mahajans who understand Krishna. Whom Krishna even when he tries to hide from them, he, he cannot hide. So such Mahatmas can actually know the true religious principles and the true intentions of the Lord. And of course, the Supreme Lord Himself knows the real religious principles. He Himself enunciates them. So, this is how we have to know. So, this is the actual verse that was being referred to just now. In the Bhagavatam, it is stated that such principles are the laws of the Lord. Only the Lord can manufacture a system of religion. This is important. Nowadays, Dharma Siglanir. There are so many types of religion nowadays. Everybody is professing one kind of religion. That is all not dharma at all. That is all adharma. We have seen this thing um, before. What is dharma and what is adharma? So it is said, only the Lord can manufacture a system of religion. The Vedas are also accepted as originally spoken by the Lord himself to Brahma from within his heart. So, dharma siglanir means when the religion that is propounded by the Lord is not being adhered to and it is replaced by so many other unscrupulous ideas of religion. So, what are those unscrupulous ideas? We will just go through them briefly. We have gone through this before if you have attended our live streams, but we will go through them again. There is uh, some information in the 18th chapter, 32nd verse if I am not wrong. 
31 okay you see this is 18.30 of Bhagavad Gita pravrittim cha nivrittim cha karya karye bhaya bhaye bandham moksham cha yavetti buddhi saparth satviki O son of Pritha, that understanding by which one knows what ought to be done and what ought not to be done, what is to be feared and what is not to be feared, what is binding and what is liberating, is in the mode of goodness. So this is proper understanding with Shastric reference from and, and with guidance of Guru and Sadhu. But when it does not happen this way, then 18.31 Yaya dharmam adharmam cha karyam cha karyam evacha ayathavat prajanati prajanati buddhi hisapartha rajasi. O son of Pritha, that understanding which cannot distinguish between religion and irreligion, between action that should be done and action that should not be done, is in the mode of passion. So, this is irreligion. They don't know what to do, what not to do. We need to know what to do and what not to do. But when that is not the case, then it is in the mode of goodness, uh, passion. Then we will go to even worse. Adharmam dharmamitiya manyate tamasavrita sarvarthan viparitamscha buddhihisapartha tamasi. That understanding which considers irreligion to be religion and religion to be irreligion under the spell of illusion and darkness and strives always in the wrong direction, O Partha, is in the mode of ignorance. So this is worse. In the passion, they do not know what is religion and what is religion. Now, in, in the mode of ignorance, they take the opposite to be true. They take irreligion to be religion and religion to be irreligion. And they will do another thing also. You see this. Here. This is very important. I think the whole thing is important. Intelligence in the mode of ignorance is always working the opposite of the way it should. It accepts religions which are not actually religions and rejects actual religion. Men in ignorance understand a great soul to be a common man and accept a common man as a great soul. Uh, this is a, another important feature. A great man, they take, it to, take him to be a common man. Uh, nothing there. And a common man who is useless and who is not doing anything, any service to Krishna, uh, they are given big, big uh, name and fame. And people look up to them. This is men in ignorance. Understand a great soul to be a common man and a common, accept a common man as a great soul. So that's why they, they give title Mahatma to somebody who doesn't even deserve it. For example, Gandhi in Indian uh, politics, he was awarded the title Mahatma, but not by Krishna by the people. So, a politician is never a Mahatma. Mahatma means one who has surrendered to Krishna, one who preaches the message of Krishna. He holds the Bhagavad Gita, but then his, his um, uh, life is not dedicated to Krishna. He is dedicated to the country. And as long as one dedicates oneself to the country, it is said in the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.84 13 
यस्यात्मबुद्धि गुणपेतृधातुके स्वधि कलत्रादिशुभौम इज्यधि यत्तीर्थबुद्धि सलिलेन करिहिचे जनेश्वभिज्ञेशु स एव गोखरः one who identifies his self as the inert body composed of mucus bile and air who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own who thinks an earthen image or the land of his birth is worshipable this is patriotism fighting for the country fighting for the land or he, who he or who sees a place of pilgrimage as merely the water there but who never identifies himself with feels kinship with worships or even visits those who are wise in spiritual truth such a person is no better than a cow or an ass so this is the position of a person who is attached to the country but krishna says this is mahatma Seven dot nineteen of Bhagavad Gita. We have the definition of Mahatma. Bahu nam janma namante gyan van mam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti samahatma sudurlabha. After many births and deaths, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. That is a great soul actually. One who that one who has surrendered to Krishna, he is a great soul. and there is another also verse 9.13 of bhagavad gita mahatmanastu mam partha again mahatma daivim prakritim ashritah bhajanti ananya manaso gyatva bhuta dimavyayam o son of pritha those who are not deluded the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature they are not deluded they are fully engaged in devotional service because sorry yeah because they know me as the supreme personality of godhead original and inexhaustible so this is how the mahatmas behave um there is another nice verse anyway there are so many verses actually um describing the mahatmas you get the idea so a devotee of krishna is real mahatma but man in ignorance they take a common man as a great soul and a great soul as a common man another thing they do is accept a common man as god and accept god as a common man this is their intelligence it's there in the purport of the 18 chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila 18 chapter 101st verse you see balabhadra bhattacharya he mistook the lord krishna for an ordinary man <coughs> and an ordinary man for lord krishna because he did not follow the rules set down by shastra and guru this is the problem with the dharma saglani people who in, are in dharma saglani they don't take guidance from shastra and guru this is why there is dharma saglani when the knowledge of krishna consciousness is lost when the knowledge has not been handed down properly that was stated in the Bhagavad Gita chapter 4 text 2 you see evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo vidu sakaleneha mahata yogo nashtah parantapa this supreme science was thus received through the chain of through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood it in that way 
but in course of time the succession was broken and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost so this science this shastric knowledge proper guru is no more there and the science becomes lost and that's when without the guidance of shastra as we have seen here you see he mistook an ordinary man for lord krishna and lord krishna for an ordinary man because he did not follow the rules set down by shastra this is what happens when the knowledge is not handed down properly and the parampara is broken when the science is no more available this is what happens and they will take an ordinary man for a great man and a great man for an ordinary man so this is what happens so therefore <clears throat> that is called dharma siglanir and another feature of dharma siglanir is um atheism that is understood and misrepresented religion so that is also explained we will go through that as well those five verses that are explained in the seventh canto 15th chapter of shrimad bhagavatam see this 71512 of shrimad bhagavatam विधर्म परधर्म आभास उपमाचल अधर्मशाखा पंचेमा धर्मज्ञो धर्म व्यजेत देर आर फाइव ब्रांचेस ऑफ इरिलीजन एप्रोप्रिएटली नोन एज इरिलीजन विधर्म रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स फॉर विच वन इज अनफिट परधर्म प्रिटेन्शियस रिलीजन आभास एनालॉजिकल रिलीजन उपधर्म एंड चीटिंग रिलीजन छलधर्म one who is aware of real religious principle uh, real religious life must abandon these five as irreligious now real religion is what is real dharma what is the real dharma there is explained in bhagavad gita 18.66 the famous verse this is the final order of krishna in the bhagavad gita सर्वधर्मान परित्यज्य मामेकं शरणं व्रज अहं त्वां सर्वपापेभ्यो मोक्षयिष्यामि मा शुचः अबैंडन ऑल वैरायटीज ऑफ रिलीजन एंड जस्ट सरेंडर अनटु मी आई शल डिलीवर यू फ्रॉम ऑल सिनफुल रिएक्शंस डू नॉट फियर सी सो दिस इज रियल रिलीजन दैट्स व्हाई ही सेड अबैंडन ऑल रिलीजंस इन टुडेस वर्स ही सेड व्हेनेवर देयर इज अ डिक्लाइन इन रिलीजन आई विल कम to reestablish religion but here he is saying abandon all varieties of religion why why there are two contradictory things he has come to reestablish religion and why he is saying abandon all varieties of religion because this is kaitav dharma this is cheating religion if any if people think there is any religion other than surrendering to krishna that is cheating religion it is not real religion we have to give that up therefore in the bhagavatam <coughs> it is said in the very beginning dharmah projhita kaitavotra paramo nirmatsaranam satam vedyam vastavamatro atra vastu shivadam tapatrayon moolanam shrimad bhagavate mahamunikrite kim vaparairishvara sadyo hridya varudhya tetra kritibhi completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated so this is called cheating religion the exact word here is used kaitava projhita dharma projhita kaitava 
Kaitava means covered by fruitive intention. That means it is not the real intention of dharma, but with the fruitive intention. So that kind of motivated religion is completely kicked out from the Bhagavatam. Because it's a cheating religion. It is not real religion. And that's exactly what, what Krishna asks us to do. To give up all kinds of religion that are materially motivated. Sarvadharman Parityacha. In fact, surprisingly, the same thing he says also in the Brahma Samhita to uh, Lord Brahma. You see, Brahma Samhita 5.61, if you see. Dharmananyan Parityajya Mamekam Bhajavishvasan. Of course, the rest all is you know, different things he's saying, but the first two lines is what I'm focusing on here. See? Dharman Anyan Parityajya. Same. Sarvadharman Parityajya. Mamekam Sharanam Braja in the Bhagavad Gita. Here, Mamekam Bhajavishvasan. Same thing. So he never speaks anything different. When he, this Brahma Samhita, this he spoke you know, in the beginning of creation. But that was millions and millions of years ago. Way before even Sun God. You know, that uh, Sun God incident that was mentioned in the 4.1 of Bhagavad Gita. This is way before that even, to Lord Brahma, in the beginning of his day, or maybe even the beginning of his life. So at that time, he said the same thing. Dharmananyan parityajya mamekam bhajavishvasan yadrishi yadrishi shraddha siddhir bhavati tadrishi kurvan nirantaram karma loko yammanuvartate tenaiva karmanadhyayan mamparam bhakti michati. In fact, all these statements actually are in different different verses in Bhagavad Gita also. This same shloka. Abandoning all meritorious performances serve me with faith. The realization will correspond to the nature of one's faith. This is also said in the 4.11 of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, what is that? <clears throat> Here he said, Yadrishi Yadrishi Shraddha Siddhir Bhavati Tadrishi. The people of the world act ceaselessly in pursuance of some ideal. By meditating on me, by means of those deeds, one will obtain devotion characterized by love in the shape of the supreme service. So, so he's always dharmananyan parityaja, give up all kind of other dharma and surrender to me. He's saying this because that is real religion and that is also explained in this verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.6. Savai pumsam parodharmo yato bhakti radhokshaje ahaitukya pratihata yayatma suprasidati. The supreme occupation dharma for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. So, this is called real dharma, unmotivated religion. Ahai toki. There is no hetu. Not that we are doing some dharmic activities to get something in return. No. That's not the idea at all. And if we do like that, then our um, religious performances are properly placed. Otherwise, we are just uh, engaged in cheating religious processes. Alright. So, having understood this, now we will go back to that irreligion. See, one who is aware of the real religious life must abandon these five as irreligious. So, we should know what is religion, what is irreligion. Now, what is Sambhutim, what is Vinasham, we should know. What is material and what is spiritual worship, what is real religion. This is also explained in the 
ईशुपनिषद संभूति विनाशम चस्तो भय सह विनाशेन मृत्यु तीर्वा संभूत्या मृत्युमश्नुते सो दिस इज एक्सप्लेन इन द ईशुपनिषद इज वेल सो नाउ दिस दीज फाइव टाइप्स ऑफ ए रिलीजन आर एक्सपैंडेड अपॉन लिटिल बिट मोर इन द नेक्स्ट टू वर्सेस सेवन डॉट फिफ्टीन डॉट थर्टीन ऑफ श्रीमद्भागवतम धर्म बाधो विधर्म सैत्धर्मोंचोदि उपधर्मस्तु पाखंडो दंभो वाशब्दिछल रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स दर ऑब्स्ट्रक्ट वन फ्रॉम फॉलोइंग हिज ओन रिलीजन आर कॉल्ड विधर्म रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स इंट्रोड्यूस्ड बाय अदर्स आर कॉल्ड परधर्म a new type of religion created by one who is falsely proud and who opposes the principles of the vedas is called upadharma and interpretation by one's jugglery of words is called chaladharma you know th- this chaladharma was done by um shankaracharya in the mayavad philosophy It's fully you know interpretation by jugglery of words that's why he said भज गोविंद भज गोविंद गोविंद भज मूढ़मते संप्राप्ते सन्निहित काले नहि नहि रक्षति दुक्रिन करणे हि सेड दिस दिस मॅनिपुलेशन दिस जगलरी ऑफ वर्ड्स दर हॅव प्रेझेंटेड विल नॉट हेल्प यू एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ जस्ट वर्शिप गोविंद वर्शिप गोविंद वर्शिप गोविंद दिस वॉज हिज फायनल एडवाइस सो सेवन डॉट फिफ्टीन डॉट फोर्टीन यस्विच्छया कृत पुंभेर आभासो ह्याश्रमात पृथक पृथक स्वभावितोधर्म कस्यनेष्टः प्रशांतये अ प्रिटेंशियस रिलीजियस सिस्टम मॅन्युफॅक्चर्ड बाय वन हू इज वन हू विलफुली नेग्लेक्ट द प्रिस्क्राइब ड्युटीज ऑफ हिज ऑर्डर ऑफ लाईफ इज कॉल्ड आभास अ डिम रिफ्लेक्शन ऑर फॉल्स सिमिलॅरिटी बट इफ वन परफॉर्म्स द प्रिस्क्राइब ड्युटीज फॉर हिज पर्टिक्युलर आश्रम ऑर वर्ण वाय आर दे नॉट सफिशियंट टू मिटिगेट ऑल मेटेरियल डिस्ट्रेसेस सो दिस इज द फर्स्ट पार्ट ऑफ द वर्स इज you know describing the irreligion and the second part is asking another question which will go to another uh, set of uh, answers by shukadev goswami anyway so this is um, these are the five types of irreligion so we must know so when these five types of irreligion or so called religion come we should know that they are actually irreligion and when there is such dharmasya glaner then krishna comes so we will go back to today's verse So here we are. So principles of religion are laid down in the Vedas, and any discrepancy in the matter of properly executing the rules in, of the Vedas makes one irreligious. Okay, show you uh, three more verses before we come back here again. So this is also explained in the sixteenth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, sixteen twenty-three and twenty-four. यशास्त्रुसृज्य वर्तते कामकार सिद्धिमवाप्नोति न सुखम न परां गति हि हु डिस्कार्ड्स स्क्रिप्चुरल इंजंक्शन्स एंड एक्ट्स अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज ओन विम्स अटेन्स नाइदर परफेक्शन नॉर हैप्पीनेस नॉ द सुप्रीम डेस्टिनेशन देन दिस सिमिलर थिंग इज ऑल्सो एक्सप्लेन इन द फोर्थ चैप्टर अग्नश्चाश्रद्धान संशयात्मा विनश्यति नाय लोकोस्ति नपरो न सुखम संशयात्मन 
but ignorant and faithless persons who doubt the revealed scriptures do not attain god consciousness they fall down for the doubting soul there is happiness neither in this world nor in the next Sixteen dot twenty-four. Next verse. Tasma chastram pramanam te karya karya vyavasthitao gyatva shastra vidhanoktam karma kartum iharhasi. One should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. Knowing such rules and regulations, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. So this should be the way. we should act according to the scriptures that is proper religious uh, life then um, and if we don't that is sinful life so 1858 krishna also says machittah sarva durgaani mat prasada tarishyasi athachetvam mahankaran nashroshyasi vinangshasi if you become conscious of me you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace If however you do not work in such consciousness but act through false ego not hearing me you will be lost. So this is dharma saglane. So this is when Krishna usually comes. In the Bhagavatam it is stated that such principles are the laws of the Lord. Only the Lord can manufacture a system of religion. The Vedas are also accepted as originally spoken by Lord himself to Brahma. from within his heart tene brahma hridaya adikavaye so this is explained in the first verse of the shrimad bhagavatam therefore the principles of dharma or religion are the direct orders of the supreme personality of godhead dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam 6.3.19 these principles are clearly indicated throughout the bhagavad gita the purpose of the vedas is to establish such principles under the order of the supreme lord and the lord directly orders at the end of the gita that the highest principle of religion is to surrender unto him only and nothing more the vedic principles push one towards complete surrender unto him and whenever such principles are disturbed by the demoniac the lord appears from the bhagavatam we understand that lord buddha is the incarnation of krishna who appeared when materialism was rampant and materialists were using the pretext of the authority of the vedas although there are certain restrictive rules and regulations regarding animal sacrifice for particular purposes in the vedas people of demonic tendency still took to animal sacrifice without reference to the vedic principles lord buddha appeared to stop this nonsense and to establish the vedic principles of non violence therefore each and every avatar or incarnation of the lord has a particular mission and they are all described in the revealed scriptures no one should be accepted as an avatar unless he is referred to by scriptures this is another thing no one should be accepted as an avatar huh? unless he is referred to by scriptures it is not a fact that the lord appears only on indian soil so some, nowadays there are so many so called incarnations and when when you ask where is their sastric reference they cannot show that means they are not god they are dog immediately without any Um, hesitation. That's it. We have to immediately tell them on their face that you are a dog. That's it. Worse than a dog, in fact. That's what we, we need to tell them. Because um. <clears throat> they are just cheating the people. They are simply cheating. It is not a fact that the Lord appears only on Indian soil. He can manifest Himself anywhere and everywhere, and whenever He desires to appear. 
so he can manifest himself anywhere everywhere and whenever he wants in each and every incarnations he speaks as much about religion as can be understood by the particular people under the, their particular circumstances but the mission is the same to lead people to god consciousness and obedience to the principles of religion sometimes he descends personally and sometimes he sends his bona fide representative in the form of his son or servant or himself in some disguised form like chaitanya mahaprabhu for example uh, and even buddha buddha also came um, he never asserted himself as god but he is krishna he disguised himself as an enlightened monk but so i mean it's the same same supreme personality of godhead but he preached a philosophy which is not according to the vedas but it was the timely necessary of that time hmm. so he does like that but in chaitanya mahaprabhu's form he preached the highest religious principles of radha krishna love the principles of the bhagavad gita were spoken to arjuna and for that matter to other highly elevated persons because he was highly advanced compared to ordinary persons in other parts of the world this is important so why bhagavad gita is such a revered scripture why why is it so important because he krishna spoke this to arjuna and arjuna was the most intelligent man of his time being a devotee devotee is the you know uh, what is that jay krishna bhaje shay bada chatur this is explained so the most intelligent man is he who is a devotee of krishna gyanavan maam prapadyate so arjuna was very very intimate friend of krishna so he is very very learned and therefore he spoke to him the highest religious principles that's why in our bhagavad gita everything that can be found in any religious scripture in the world is found here in the bhagavad gita and there are things in bhagavad gita which are no which are not found anywhere else it is complete treatise of religion of course it is expanded upon even by shrimad bhagavatam we can expand the principles of religion i mean the bhagavad dharma to great extents uh, like the ramayana is 1 billion verses on in the brahma's planet so it can also always be expanded upon but in just in 700 verses the entire thing was summarized and that bhagavad gita uh, is the best conversation um, that is recorded and it is not just like um two people you know talking about no it is the lord himself talking that's why it's called bhagavad gita the lord himself is talking that is the uniqueness of our scripture bhagavad gita so the principles of the bhagavad gita were spoken to arjuna and for that matter to all the highly elevated persons because he was highly advanced compared to ordinary persons in other parts of the world 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a mathematical principle that is true in the beginners arithmetic class and in the advanced class as well still there are higher and lower mathematics in all incarnations of the lord therefore the same principles are taught but they but they appear to be higher and lower in varied circumstances so sometimes the lord speaks very uh, simple things sometimes the lord speaks very very difficult things to understand so why is it so because how much he wants to reveal in fact in the bhagavad gita he he starts at a very very basic point of we are not the body we are the soul and in very simple terms he is explaining 
how we can understand that we are the soul and not this body so these are simple simple instructions but at the same time they are way beyond the so called scientific advancement of the modern scientist but still it is simple but then it goes on if you see the talks between chaitanya mahaprabhu and ramananda rai ah oh, the highest the highest conclusions of religion were discussed in that conversation and actually ramananda rai also is an incarnation of arjuna so in that there was much much more deeper con- um, uh, depths of conversation in that because it was of course a confidential conversation and also meant chaitanya charitamrita itself is meant for the advanced devotees for the serious devotees to understand all the nuances of surrender to krishna where one has to read chaitanya charitamrita so still there are higher and lower mathematics in all incarnations of the lord therefore the same principles are taught but they appear to be higher and lower in varied circumstances the higher principles of religion begin with the acceptance of the four orders and the four statuses of social life as will be explained later so in the fourth chapter 13th verse it will be explained so when varnashram system is there then the higher principles of religion begin is is begin not just is is not the end it is just the beginning in today's <laughs> context there is no varnashram it's completely kala shudra sambhava all shudras the whole education system everything the whole economic system everything the social structure is meant to churn out shudras who will not think you know who will not use their brain to think so and you know the, the leaders of society they they capitalize on such population who will just follow their orders rather than think and challenge and you know set up their own ways of uh, society and they just want their own ways of society so they just keep people in the dark and that's what they profit out of so the real uh, uh, way i mean societal structure according to the vedas is the varnashram that's why this explained in just a few verses after this in 13th chapter i mean 13th verse of the same chapter it is stated here चातुर्वर्ण्यम मैं आश्रिष्ट गुणकर्म विभागश तस्कर्ताकर्ताव्ययम अकॉर्डिंग टू द थ्री मोड्स ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर एंड द वर्क एसोसिएटेड विद दम द फोर डिविजन्स ऑफ ह्यूमन सोसाइटी आर क्रिएटेड बाई मी एंड ऑल दो आई एम द क्रिएटर ऑफ द सिस्टम यू शुड नो दैट आई एम येट द नॉन डूअर बींग अनचेंजबल दिस इज द फोर डिविजन्स ही इज द वन हू क्रिएटेड एंड दिस इज नॉट सम what is that caste discrimination that he created no it is a very very scientific system of society wherein everybody is um employed according to his position according to his uh, guna and karma according to his qualities and work not according to his birth it's never the case because once the society is structured like that when there are brahmanas especially when this varnashram system means there are brahmanas who will lead the others and that is important uh, their guidance is important for the rest of the society then everything will be in order if the kshatriyas follow the instructions of the brahmanas and then they rule the country in those principles and the vaishyas also follow and do agriculture and cow protection and business trade and then the shudras serve the other three classes there will be perfect cooperation because not everybody has the same intelligence or same artistic capabilities or talent 
no so everybody has to work in cooperation not that everybody do the same thing which is what people are fighting for today equality equality it's not about equality it's about the differences are always there but if it is misused like if the higher sections of society like the brahmanas if they abuse that position and discriminate against the lower sections of society and you know condescending on them that is when it is is it, it's a problem so that was what that is what uh, happened in, in in ancient i mean in, in in not ancient india but about 1 to 200 years ago when reformers came and you know tried to abolish this whole system so the, the solution is not to abolish the system but to rectify it and that is what prabhupada actually uh, uh, taught us that it has to be rectified brahmanas has to be have to be created based on their guna and karma they have to be trained as brahmanas um, <clears throat> then everything will be fully in order the whole society the whole purpose of the mission of incarnations is to arouse krishna consciousness everywhere such consciousness is manifest and non manifest only under different circumstances so next verse 4.8 of bhagavad gita paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya sadushkritam dharma samsthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge paritranaya for the deliverance sadhunam of the devotees vinashaya for the annihilation cha and dushkritam of the miscreants dharma principles of religion samsthapana arthaya to reestablish sambhavami i do appear yuge millennium yuge after millennium translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation to deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants as well as to reestablish the principles of religion i myself appear millennium after millennium reestablish the principles of religion so not only for the time that he is there but also for the future we have already seen that so there is bhagavad gita he spoke this sign so that everyone would take advantage of this and then he left the shrimad bhagavatam also 1.3.43 कृष्णे स्वधामोपगते धर्मज्ञानाधिभिस्थाभागवत्पुराणिस्ब्रिलियंटिपार्चर्फ्लॉर्ड्रिष्णेटोन्बोर्ड्रिलिजन्ज्रिलिजन्ज्रिलिजन
When Lord Krishna was on the earth, he attracted the eyes of all people. When Krishna spoke, his words attracted the minds of all who remembered them. By seeing the footsteps of Lord Krishna, people became attracted to him and thus they wanted to offer their bodily activities to the Lord and his followers. In this way, Krishna very easily spread his glories which are sung throughout the world by the most sublime and essential Vedic verses. Lord Krishna considered that simply by hearing and chanting those glories, conditioned souls born in the future would cross beyond the darkness of ignorance. Being satisfied with this arrangement, he left for his desired destination. So he uh, not only you know easily attracted everyone when he was around physically, but he also made arrangement that these topics will be recorded and will be available for hearing and chanting in the future. And he was satisfied with this arrangement. And that's why even when Parishit Maharaj was cursed by the Brahmin boy, it was all in the plan of the Lord. Because then Parishit Maharaj would ask all the questions and Shukadev Goswami would speak and thus the Bhagavatam would be known for the whole world to hear. So that is his um, plan. So, we will go back. According to Bhagavad Gita, a sadhu, holy man, is a man in Krishna consciousness. So, why is the holy man being described here? Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaycha dushkritam. So, two types of people, sadhu and dushkrita. Sukrita and dushkrita. Two types of people. So, there are always these two types of people. Dvaubhuta sarga lokesman daiva asura evacha. Vishnu Bhakta Smritodaiva Asurastad Viparyayaha. So there are always two types of people in the world the, the godly and the demoniac. Those who are devotees of Vishnu or Krishna, they are godly, and those who are against him, they are demoniac. So those who are devotees, they are called sadhu, those who are against him, they are called Dushkritna. So according to Bhagavad Gita, a sadhu, holy man, is a man in Krishna consciousness. A person may appear to be irreligious, but if he has the qualifications of Krishna consciousness wholly and fully, he is to be understood to be a a sadhu. See, even if he uh, appears to be irreligious, but if he has the qualifications of Krishna consciousness wholly and fully, he is to be understood to be a sadhu. So everybody, when they start, you know, they are not going to be perfect overnight. So, it will take some time. So, just because he has still some faults, it is not that he is not a sadhu. Everybody should be, everybody who is trying for Krishna consciousness should always be encouraged. Of course, when he commits offenses deliberately, that is another thing. But, when one is um, trying his best, but you know, just like the child, when the child is, you know, learning to walk, you know, the child falls down many times. We should not, oh, this is a nonsense child, what kind of child is this, you know, falling down, what kind of nonsense child is this, you know, can't even walk properly. Who says like that? (laughs) Nobody says. So, still he has, the child has to be encouraged to walk. So, and one day he will walk. He will walk. So, everybody in this material world is contaminated. We all are contaminated. So, when we rise, uh, you know, in the beginning there will be mistakes. And it is not that there will be, you know, Deliberate. This is not a. The child does not deliberately fall. So accidentally fall. He is trying to walk, but he falls. 
so that kind of falling is when one one should consider you know oh, he's still a sadhu he should still be encouraged to take devotional take to devotional service seriously and be encouraged and you know correct his faults along the way and eventually if he practices devotional service properly all the bad habits that he has had acquired for millions of lifetimes will be cleansed and his true nature as a pure devotee will be revealed more and more that does not mean however that we can take advantage of that verse and then say oh like what the gurus you know in his con you know they falling down and they justify it you know oh, still sadhu no that that's not correct not only is con devotees anyway we we ourselves in our own life should not take advantage of such verses but that's encouragement by the lord that's all <clears throat> uh such miscreants okay and dushkritam applies to those who do not care for krishna consciousness they are the dushkritana such miscreants or dushkritam are described as foolish and the lowest of mankind even though they may be decorated with mundane education see even though they may be decorated with mundane education if they don't care for krishna consciousness they are rascals no that is a <laughs> that is the definition of krishna not our definition um, so we have to be even if one is illiterate he has to be you know always favorable for krishna consciousness his illiteracy doesn't matter main illiteracy and illiteracy is regarding the religious principles one has to be a religious illiterate one can one should not be a religious illiterate one may be materially literate but spiritually completely illiterate so we are talking about spiritual literacy here the so spiritual literacy counts and it doesn't depend on material literacy at all whereas a person who is 100% engaged in krishna consciousness is accepted as a sadhu even though such a person may be neither learned nor well cultured like the beautiful verse in the um shrimad bhagavatam composed by hanuman i think fifth canto let me see yes 5.19.7 न जन्मनूनम महतो न सौभगम नवान्न बुद्धिर्नाकृतिस्तोषहेतु तैर्यद्विसृष्टानपिनो वनौकसश चकारसख्ये बतलक्ष्मणाग्रजः वेरी ब्यूटीफुल वर्स हनुमान इज सेइंग दिस वन कैन नॉट एस्टेब्लिश सॉरी वन कैन नॉट एस्टेब्लिश अ फ्रेंडशिप विद द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड रामचंद्र ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ मटेरियल क्वालिटीज सच एज वंस बर्थ इन एन एरिस्टोक्रेटिक फैमिली one's personal beauty one's eloquence one's sharp intelligence or one's superior race or nation none of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with lord sri ramachandra otherwise how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble births although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen lord ramachandra has nevertheless accepted us as friends how is it possible and similarly we have seen yesterday also that verse 11 12 3 to 6 i think maybe even 1 to 2 what is 1 to 
okay let's read this 11.12.1 and 2 um, let's see the sanskrit shri bhagavan vacha narodhayati maam yogo nasankhyam dharma evacha naswadhyayas tapasthyago neshta purtam nadakshina vratani yagnyas chandamsi tirthani niyamayamah yathavarundhe satsangah sarva sangapaho himam you know these are other religious principles also in the religious principles but inferior compared to bhakti so the supreme personality of god had said my dear uddhava by associating with my pure devotees one can destroy one's attachment for all objects of material sense gratification see by associating with my pure devotees one can destroy one's attachment for all objects of material sense gratification such purifying association brings me under the control of my devotee you see by associating with devotees we bring the lord under our control such purifying association being brings me under the control of my devotee one may perform ashtanga yoga system engage in philosophical analysis of the elements of material nature practice non violence and other ordinary principles of piety which is this what is that sarva dharman parityajya he said give up all that if you are entangled with all that and not come to the point of surrendering to me then you have not understood what is religious principles in the first place so that's why he said sarva dharman parityajya so anyway one may perform the ashtanga yoga system engage in philosophical analysis of the elements of material nature practice non violence and other ordinary principles of piety chant the vedas perform penances take to the renounced order of life execute sacrificial performances and dig wells plant trees and perform other public welfare activities give in charity charity carry out severe vows worship the demigods chant confidential mantras visit holy places or accept major and minor disciplinary injunctions but even by performing such activities one does not bring me under his control by association of devotees and the result satsangena hi daiteya yatu dhana mrga khaga gandharvapsaraso naga siddhas charan guhyaka vidyadhara manushyeshu vaishyah shudrah striyontyaja rajastama prakritayas tasmin tasmin yuge yuge bahavo matpadam praptas tvashtra kayadhavadayah vrishaparva balirbano mayaschatha vibhishanah sugrivo hanuman riksho gajo gridro vanikpatah vyadhah kubja vraje gopyo yagna patnyas tatha pare he gave examples now all the people although seemingly of a lower birth they attain complete perfection by association of devotees now you see all the names in every yuga many living entities entangled in the modes of passion and ignorance gain the association of my devotees thus such living entities as the daityas rakshasas birds beasts gandharvas apsaras nagas siddhas charanas guhyakas and vidyadharas as well as such lower class human beings such as the vaishyas shudras women and others were able to achieve my supreme abode vritasura prahlad maharaj and others like him also achieved my abode by association with my devotees as did personalities such as vrishaparva bali maharaj banasura maya vibhishana sugriva 
हनुमान जांबवान गजेंद्र जटायु तुलाधार धर्मव्याध कुब्जा द गोपीज इन वृंदावन एंड द वाइव्स ऑफ द ब्राह्मणर्स हु परफॉर्मिंग सैक्रिफाइस सो यू सी हाउ मेनी पीपल सीमिंगली ऑफ अ लोअर बर्थ पर अटेन कंप्लीट परफेक्शन जस्ट बाय एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज सो दैट इज रियल रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल and one verse was quoted in the comments here this is also very nice 11.14.18 badhyamano pi madbhakto vishayai rajitendriya prayah pragalbhaya bhaktya vishayair na bhibhuyate my dear uddhava if my devotee has not fully conquered his senses he may be harassed by material desires but because of his unflinching devotion for me he will not be defeated by sense gratification so eventually he will rise above so in the beginning especially when one is beginning in his devotional service there will be many many things that will um, disturb his progress because he is not fixed up actually nothing can disturb apratihata but because we are not engaged in Uh, uninterrupted devotional service therefore we have not come to the like mam chayo vyabhicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samatithyaitan brahma bhuyay kalpate so we can rise above the three modes if there is avyabhicharane bhakti that means not even a single moment is gone without remembering krishna without serving him such devotion will get us to the platform of brahma bhuta above the three modes then brahma bhuta prasannatma nashochati nakankshati when we say beginning you know in the beginning stages of devotion we all are in the beginning stages of devotion or so we should think always as at least i i am a complete beginner so we have to think that we have to not think we have to know for certain that we are a beginner we are nowhere oh prabhu no prabhu i am 20 years into the movement i am 40 years into no as long as we are spending even one second without krishna consciousness we have not come above the three modes of material nature so we have to be having such avyabhicharani bhakti and then yes prasannatma nashochatina kankshit samasarveshu bhuteshu madbhaktim labhate param now that is a full devotional service is available at that time pure devotional service <clears throat> until then they will be so many ups and downs but one must persevere even though even even despite all that even though they may be decorated with mundane education but as a person who is 100% engaged in krishna consciousness is accepted as a sadhu even though such a person may be neither learned nor well cultured as far as the atheistic are concerned it is not necessary for the supreme lord to appear as he is to destroy them as he did with the demons ravana and kamsa so krishna does not have to come to kill the atheists it is said here um the lord has many agents who are quite competent to vanquish demons a hurricane or anything that can you know a hurricane is as they used to say in i mean i think they still say in america hurry's cane you know hurry when he wants to cane somebody he will send a hurricane any natural disaster for that matter so or not only natural disaster tapatraya and miseries caused by our own body and mind or by other living entities or by the demigods all of this is happening because 
of our sinful activities so here it is said that the lord does not need to come to kill the demons so and so many people die right so now covid 19 came virus some invisible virus is killing so many so like that he can send any agent uh, to kill so he doesn't need to come then why why did he say vinashaya vinashaya dushkritam you know he said i i come to protect my devotees and kill the demons now that is explained here so the lord has um, as far as the atheistic are concerned it is not necessary for the supreme lord to appear as he is to destroy them as he did with the demons uh, ravana and kamsa the lord has many agents who are quite competent to vanquish demons but the lord especially descends to appease his unalloyed devotees who are always harassed by the demoniac that's what he comes for to to encourage the devotees the demon harasses the devotee even though the latter may happen to be his kin although prahlad maharaj was the son of hiranyakashipu he was nonetheless persecuted by his father although devaki the mother of comes uh, sorry <laughs> sister of comes the although devaki the mother of krishna was a sister of kamsa she and her husband vasudev were persecuted only because krishna was to be born of them see kamsa you know wanted to kill his own sister just because he heard the oracle say that um you know the eighth son of the sister will be his death for that he wanted to kill his sister and um hiranyakashipu wanted to kill his own son so this is the nature of uh, the demon demons they harass the devotees even those such devotees may be their own kith and kin so lord krishna appeared primarily to deliver devaki rather than kill kamsa but both were performed simultaneously so in the matter of matter of saving devaki he killed kamsa it happened simultaneously uh, and to encourage and when the devotees see such heroic activities of the lord they become more encouraged and you know of the protection of the lord so to encourage the devotees not only devaki but also us encourage us like whoever in the future comes to krishna consciousness the lord shows that how he saves his devotees how he defeats the demons how he is more powerful because you know when the demons are so powerful it appears hopeless you know like what i mean how to even like for example prahlad maharaj hiranyakashipu was so powerful i mean even the demigods were running away from him what is the chance for prahlad maharaj but when we see narsimhadev come and rip him apart in a moment oh wow lord is so powerful you know he encourages the devotees not only prahlad is was never even discouraged <laughs> in the first place he was always confident of the protection of the lord and he was always seeing the lord by the way but in the future devotees may sometimes lose hope huh? because of not having strong faith so he performs those activities where he kills the demons in very heroic ways and gives the devotees encouragement oh the lord will protect yes the lord is more powerful than any demon and that's why even as a baby also he killed a demon not a demon many many demons as a small child he killed so many demons to show us that he is more powerful than anything else or anybody else <coughs> So Lord Krishna appeared primarily to deliver Devaki rather than kill Kamsa but both were performed simultaneously. 
Therefore, it is said here that to deliver the devotee and vanquish the demon miscreants, the Lord appears in different incarnations. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita of Krishnadas Kaviraj, the following verses, Madhilila, 20th chapter, 263 and 264, the following, I mean, summarize these principles of incarnation. This is important. The definition of avatar. You know, there is this English movie Avatar. And I don't know what the movie is about, but the way the 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 word avatar is used in today's context in English is like a costume or a, like you know like a mood avatar, you know. And even those you know those um, emojis or something they call it avatar. You know, it's it's like a costume basically. That's that's the way it is used nowadays. But actually, avatar is not exact. Is not that at all. The avatar or incarnation of Godhead descends from the kingdom of God for material manifestation, and the particular form of the personality of Godhead who so descends is called an incarnation or avatar. So the spiritual world is the superior energy, superior world, and from that parastasmatu bhava anya vyakta vyakta sanatanah. That is the spiritual world. And when he descends to this material world, Atar means one who ascends. Avatar means avatar means to descend. Atar means to ascend. Like, I don't know, if you if you learn music, So this is Arohapantha um, or Aroha, sorry. Arohana. Arohana means ascending. Ascending um, the pitch. Then reverse. So this is Avarohana. Arohana, Avarohana. So Arohana is when you ascend, Avarohana is when you descend. So Avatar means it is opposite of ascending, descending. So when he descends from the superior or spiritual world, to the material world, that is called an avatar. Just like arohana, avarohana. Ava is used for descent. So that is avatar. Hmm. So the avatar or incarnation of Godhead descends from the kingdom of God for material manifestation. And the particular form of the personality of Godhead who so descends is called an incarnation or avatar. So sometimes um, <laughs> beginners in Krishna consciousness or those are not very aware. They say, um, is Ram reincarnation of Krishna or is Buddha reincarnation? So, no, no, reincarnation is something else. Reincarnation means we are accepting different bodies. His is called an incarnation. Reincarnation means we are in this material world and then, you know, one body after another, one body after another. No, but he, every time he descends, every time he descends, out of his own sweet will, again, he is not forced to descend, it is by his own causeless mercy he descends. So it is incarnation, not reincarnation. Whereas in our case, it's reincarnation. We are, you know, we are reincarnating so many times. So um, such incarnations are situated in the spiritual world, the kingdom of God. When they descend to the material creation, they assume the name Avatar. So in the um, in the spiritual world, they are not called Avatar. Like 
there is krishna there is balaram there is vasudev sankarshan pradyumna aniruddha and then there is you know there is a, another sank from that sankarshan there is another um, narayan adi narayan and then from adi narayan there is second chaturvyuha vasudev sankarshan pradyumna aniruddha and that from, from that sankarshan there are so many expansions a uh, 24 expansion principal expansions uh, chaturbhuj view uh, chaturbhuj roopa and all those are called expansions what is that swayam roopa swayam prakash and then in swayam roopa there is uh, prabhav prakash and vaibhav prakash these are very technical technical um, um, definitions of how the lord expands so in in the spiritual world they are called expansions actually this this chapter you know this madhyalila this is chapter 20 263 and 64 this chapter 20 in this whole region of 200 something verse you know 200 plus that verses where this this verse is taken from here the whole expansions of godhead in the spiritual world and how they are given different different names like what is the difference between okay let me just take you there <laughs> easy to explain that way what's the time 8:45 okay we will just go there i'll show you what what it means because it's very interesting it's technical but it's interesting okay um Okay, we'll go to the index. Oh, this is so many verses. <laughs> this is like almost a hundred verses. <gasps> I don't know how we're going to go through all this. <laughs> okay, let's see. where we can start um here it starts madhya 20.152 and that was 263 you know that's a lot of verses okay see how it starts so krishna is the original So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is describing this whole thing now to Sanatan Goswami. Oh Sanatan, please hear about the eternal form of Lord Krishna. He is the absolute truth, devoid of duality, but present in Vrindavan as the son of Nanda Maharaj. Krishna is the original source of everything. I am not going to go into the Sanskrit and Bengali because some of these are actually quite um, familiar verses to many devotees, but we are not going to go into all that because it's already a lot to cover, right? So Krishna is the original source of everything and the sum total of everything. He appears as a supreme youth and his whole body is composed of spiritual bliss. He is the shelter of everything and master of everyone. So these are verses from this is in Bengali of course, but the next one is from Brahma Samhita. So in from different uh, scriptures they are pulled and you know presented like this. Now Krishna known is known who is known as Govinda the supreme controller he has an eternal blissful spiritual body he is the origin of all he has no other origin for he is the prime cause of all causes the 
original supreme personality of god of god is krishna his original name is govinda he is full of all opulences and his eternal abode is known as goloka vrindavan this is krishna all these incarnations of godhead are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the purusha avatars but krishna is the supreme personality of godhead himself in every age he protects the world through his different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of indra this is from shrimad bhagavatam 1.3.28 Next, there are three kinds of spiritual processes for understanding the absolute truth: the processes of speculative knowledge, mystic yoga, and bhakti yoga. According to these three processes, the absolute truth is manifested as Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. So again, this one is from one dot two dot eleven from Shrimad Bhagavatam. Learned transcendentalists who who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. The manifestation of the impersonal Brahman effulgence, which is without variety, is the rays of Krishna's bodily effulgence. It is exactly like the sun. When the sun is seen by our ordinary eyes, it appears to consist simply of effulgence. Then, from Brahma Samhita, I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, who is endowed with great power. The glowing effulgence of his transcendental form is the impersonal Brahman, which is absolute, complete, and unlimited, and which displays the varieties of countless planets with their different opulences and millions and millions of universes this is 5.40 of brahma samhita yasya prabha prabhavato jagadanda koti that one next the paramatma the super soul feature is a plenary portion of the supreme personality of godhead who is the original soul of all living entities krishna is the source of the paramatma so this is quoted from 10.14. dot what 55 yeah 10.14.55 we are not going into the sanskrit you should know krishna to be the original soul of all atmas living entities for the benefit of the whole universe he has out of his causeless mercy appeared as an ordinary human being he has done this by the strength of his own internal potency this is 10.44. Dot, uh, sorry 10.14.55 then this is from bhagavad gita but what need is there arjuna for all this detailed knowledge with a single fragment of myself i pervade and support this entire universe next only by devotional activity can one understand the transcendental form of the lord which is perfect in all respects although his form is one he can expand his form into unlimited numbers by his supreme will this is in bengali okay the supreme personality of god had exists in three principal forms now here starts all the technical words okay <laughs> so it it gets very technical now um, but it's very interesting as well for those who want to know So the supreme personality of Godhead exists in three principal forms: Swayam Rupa, Tadekatma Rupa, and Avesha Rupa. Now, the original form of the Lord, Swayam Rupa, is exhibited in two forms: Swayam Rupa and Swayam Prakasha. In his original form as Swayam Rupa, Krishna is observed as a cowherd boy in Vrindavan. This is Swayam Rupa. In his original form, Krishna manifests himself in two features: Prabhava and Vaibhava. In Swayam Rupa, there are two categories again: Prabhav and Vaibhav. He expands his one original form into many, as he did during the Ras Lila dance. So, when Krishna was dancing with the Ras in the Ras Lila, he expanded himself into many Krishnas. Even in Dwaraka, he expanded himself into many Krishnas, and each of them were Krishna in with all the different queens. So that is Prabhav Prakash. So we will learn all that. When the Lord married sixteen thousand one hundred eight wives at Dwarka, he expanded himself into many forms. These expansions and the expansions at the Rasa dance are called Prabhav Prakash, according to the directions of revealed scriptures. The Prabhav Prakash expansions of Lord Krishna are not like the expansions of the sage Saubhari. 
had they been so narada would not have been astonished to see them so a yogi also can uh, expand himself into eight forms or sometimes nine it is said like kardama muni did nine forms so that is the maximum they can go they can expand themselves into nine forms all doing the same thing that is how but prabhu prakash are not like the expansion even saubhari muni he also did that he also could do eight forms himself he expanded himself that means eight saubhari munis were there so like that he could do and um, so that is not like like now i have given this example before as well so now this live stream is going on so about 31 of you are watching live here according to the number i see here so in 31 houses my presence is there so called but i'm doing the same thing in all of all of these places so that is the kind of uh, expansion that a yogi can do when he when he expands himself he can do only the same thing in all those eight forms but prabhu prakash no when he was in dwarka he saw that krishna was doing different different things at the same time in different palaces he was doing different things that's why it is said the prabhu prakash expansions of lord krishna are not like the expansions of the sage saubhari had they been so narada would not have been astonished to see them because narada himself also is a expert in all these uh, yogic powers so he could have he also could he can do this eight forms you know he can also do that so this verse this 20.170 is actually a verse from the you know bhagavatam 10.69.2 as you can see here you see he said chitram batai tad ekena vapusha yugapat prithak griheshu dva dvyashta sahasram striya eka udavahat it is astounding that lord shri krishna who is one without a second expanded himself into 16000 similar forms to marry 16000 queens in their respective homes so this was the astonishment of um narad muni now if one form or feature is differently manifested according to different emotional features it is called vaibhav prakash now in these two examples of dwarka and raslila it is krishna in all the forms that are there it is krishna but now in one form or feature if one form or feature is differently manifested according to different emotional features it is called vaibhav prakash now now you'll understand what is vaibhav prakash in the following verses when the lord expands himself into innumerable forms there is no difference in the forms but due to different features bodily colors and weapons the names are different so this is vaibhav prakash like even balaram for example the difference between krishna and balaram is krishna is bluish dark blue color and balaram is white milk white so the color is different other than that everything is the same between them so even that slight difference is called vaibhav prakash whereas when in the raslila and dwarka it's krishna all the way it's the same krishna but here is differently in different mood sometimes balram has a different mood but mood means he also he always wants to serve krishna like he wants to protect krishna so like that and he he also is the sheshanag anandasesh and in that way also he serves so in that way he has a different emotional feature and different color so these things are vaibhav prakash but there's again the same supreme personality of godhead like if you see lord ramachandra 
he is also different mood like he has ekapatni vrata he, he he accepted and you know he his mood is different krishna's mood is different you see but it is the same supreme personality of godhead so these are called vaibhav prakash so when the lord expands himself in innumerable forms there is no difference in the forms but due to different features bodily colors and weapons the names are different in different vedic scriptures there are prescribed rules and regulatory principles for worshiping different types of forms when one is purified by these rules and regulations he worships you the supreme personality of godhead although manifested in many forms you are one so this is actually a quote from somewhere where is this 10.40.7 so so in the chaitanya charitamrita it is like this when chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying something he always quotes from verses so sometimes you know he is talking to sanatan but then he said when one is purified by these regulations he worships you so he is not mentioning that he is not meaning that you he worships sanatan no he is quoting from this different verses so you have to understand that <clears throat> when one is purified by these rules and regulations he worships you the supreme personality of godhead all the manifested in many forms you are one the first manifestation of the vaibhava feature of krishna is shri shri balram ji shri balram and krishna have different bodily colors but otherwise shri balram is equal to krishna in all respects so you see this is a vaibhava prakash example he has they have different bodily colors but otherwise shri balram is equal to krishna in all respects in fact he had his own raslila also balram has his own has his own raslila he had he has his own set of gopis who's who dance with him uh, so that is also there mm. there is also explained in the shrimad bhagavatam <coughs> um an example of vaibhav prakash is the son of devaki he sometimes has two hands and sometimes four hands when the lord is two handed he call he is called vaibhav prakash and when he is four handed he is called prabhav prakash in his original form the lord dresses like a coward boy and thinks himself one when he appears as vasudev the son of vasudev and devaki he is his dress and consciousness are those of a kshatriya one second okay. a warrior so as a coward boy he is like a you know taking care of the cows and you know like that but then as the son of vasudev and devaki his mood is that of a kshatriya warrior when one compares the beauty opulence sweetness and intellectual pastimes of vasudev the warrior to krishna the cowherd boy son of nanda maharaj one sees that krishna's attributes are more pleasant of course we are not in any way to distinguish between one pastime and the other but this is a higher consideration of rasa devotional rasas we have to respect all his pastimes as equal raslila or creation or anything is the same all are equally purifying but is just the rasa is different it's more more sweet you know the concentration of sweetness increases as we go more and more towards um, conjugal love so that's the explanation so my dear friend okay this is again another where is this from uh, this is from lalita madhava written by rupa goswami it's a drama this verse is found in lalita madhava it was spoken by vasudev in dwaraka so now going to Uh, must be a beautiful verse but we are just reading this english translation my dear friend this dramatic actor appears like a second form of my own self like a picture he displays his 
he displays my pastimes as a cowherd boy overflowing with wonderfully attractive sweetness and fragrance which are so dear to the damsels of raja when i see such a display my heart becomes greatly excited i long for such pastimes and desire a form exactly like that of the damsels of raja so this is actually krishna thinking of himself you know <laughs> krishna thinking of himself um again let's see it was spoken by vasudev in dwarka yes so when vasudev krishna he was looking at the reflection of his own self he was seeing his own reflection and then saying that he said this that this dramatic actor appears like a second form of my own self like a picture he displays my pastimes as a cowherd boy overflowing with wonderfully attractive sweetness and fragrance which are so dear to the damsels of raja when i see such display my heart becomes greatly excited i long for such pastimes and desire a form exactly like that of the damsels of raja so this is an indication of his future of as coming as chaitanya mahaprabhu so where he took the mood of radharani so these desires intensified and he came as chaitanya mahaprabhu but you see he is attracted to himself in the cowherd boy feature uh, as a, as a, you know gopijana vallabha <coughs> one instance of vasudev's attraction to krishna occurred when vasudev saw the gandharva dance at mathura another instance occurred in dwarka when vasudev was surprised to see a picture of krishna <clears throat> who manifests an abundance of sweetness greater than mine which has never been experienced before and which causes wonder to all alas i myself my mind bewildered upon seeing this beauty impetuously desire to enjoy it like shrimati radharani this is from where again lalita madhava spoken by vasudev in dwarka when that body is a little differently manifested and its features are a little different in transcendental emotion and form it is called tadekatma tadekatma roopa in the tadekatma roopa there are pastime expansions vilasa and personal expansions swamsha so each of these categories are again subdivided into categories you know tadekatma roopa we have seen swayam roopa swayam prakash and in swayam roopa there is prabhav prakash prakash vaibhav prakash um then even in the um, what is that yeah now we are seeing tadekatma roopa which is I think swayam prakash if i am not wrong i myself am bewildered already <laughs> then within that there are vilas and swamsha consequently there are two divisions according to pastime and personal expansion there are various differences again the vilasa forms are divided into two fold categories you see again vilas also two fold categories prabhava and vaibhava prabhava vilas vaibhava vilas again the pastimes of these forms are of unlimited variety the chief quadruple expansions are named vasudev sankarshan pradyumna and aniruddha these are called prabhava vilas hmm? balaram who has the same original form as krishna is himself a cowherd boy in vrindavan and he also considers himself a member of the kshatriya race in dwarka thus his color and dress are different and he is called a pastime form of krishna um, that means leela shri balaram is a vaibhava prakash prabhav prakash and vaibhav prakash so shri balram is a vaibhav prakash manifestation of krishna he is also manifested in the original quadruple expansions of vasudev sankarshan pradyumna and aniruddha these are prabhav vilas expansions with different emotions so again if it's all over the head it is it will be way over the head because these are very technical but just <laughs> we will just read them you know 
to understand what is the ex- what is this expansions and avatars and all these things you know so at least we will get an idea of how mind boggling this whole thing is no when we, yeah you know yada yada dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhutanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamyaham he simply says so in bhagavad gita he is putting it very simply so that everybody can understand but if you want to go into depths we can never understand the more we go into depth the more mind boggling it becomes <laughs> so anyway we'll just read you see it's very nice to read actually the first expansion of the chaturvyuha quadruple forms is unique there is nothing to compare with them these quadruple forms are the source of unlimited quadruple forms quadruple forms means of vasudev sankarshan pradyumna aniruddha these are all chaturbhuj forms so why they have different different names we will get to know them in a while these four prabhav pastime forms of lord krishna reside eternally in dwarka and mathura from the original quadruple expansions 24 forms are manifested they differ according to the placement of the weapons in their four hands they are called vaibhava vilas now these 24 names are where the tilak names are coming from om keshavaya namaha om narayana namaha om madhava namaha om govinda namaha om vishnuvaya namaha om madhusudana namaha om trivikramaya namaha om vamanaya namaha om sridhara namaha om rishikesha namaha om padmanabha padmanabha namaha om damodara namaha om vasudeva namaha om sankarshana so in this way it's actually that is a 12 but then there are other 12 i used to chant all that in the when i was in the when i was doing the sandhya vandan when i was a small kid the last 12 i don't remember because some of them shri haraya namaha om shri krishna namaha so they are explained i mean i remember some of them but not everything maybe some of you will remember all of them but you will see all that now all those names will come now and how these are men, uh, how these names come about they differ according to the placement of the weapons in their four hands they are called vaibhav vilas so shankha chakra gada padma shankha means the conch shell chakra means the disc the chakra gada means the mace or the club and padma the lotus flower so depending on which hand is holding these weapons so different names are given to the lord see how you know detail this goes these are called vaibhav vilas lord krishna again expands and within the paravyoma the spiritual sky he is situated in fullness as the four-handed narayana accompanied by expansions of the original quadruple form thus the original quadruple forms again manifest themselves in a second set of quadruple expansions the residences of these second quadruple expansions cover the four directions again these quadruple forms expand three times beginning with keshava that is the fulfillment of the pastime forms doesn't matter if this is going way over the head just just let us listen out of the chaturvyuha there are three expansions of each and every form they are named differently according to the position of the weapons the vasudev expansions are keshava narayana madhava that's why om keshava namaha om narayana namaha om madhava namaha these are expansions of the vasudev the expansions of sankarshan are govinda vishnu and madhusudana Om Govinda Namaha, Om Vishnu Namaha, Om Madhusudana Namaha. So now, uh, take note that this is actually called expansions and not incarnations. Take note of that because this is the spiritual world. Incarnation is when avatar, he descends into the material world. Then he is called an incarnation, avatar. So in the spiritual world, he is not called an avatar because he does not descend. He is in the paravyoma, he is in the spiritual world. He is not descending anywhere. When he descends to this, in this inferior material world, that's when he is called an avatar. 
So the expansions of Sankrishna are Govinda, Vishnu and Madhusudana. This Govinda is different from the original Govinda, which is Krishna, which is the, you know, it is different. It is a Chatur, Chaturbhuj form. Um, for he is not the son of Nanda Maharaj. This is different Govinda. <clears throat> the expansions of Pradyumna are Trivikrama, Vamana and Shridhara. So these are all the Tilak mantras that we are putting. This is why. The expansions of Aniruddha are Hrishikesha, Padmanabha and Damodar. These twelve are the predominating deities of the twelve months, in fact. You see that? The twelve months of a Vaishnava year, like we have January, February, March, April, May, June, like that. So, in Vaishnava calendar, each month actually has a name of Vishnu. And the twelve months are these twelve names that we put on the twelve uh, mantras for the Tilak. Keshava, Narayana, Madhava and all that. So, these names are the 12 names of the months. So, our, our year starts from Gaurabdha. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance day is the new year for our Gaudiya Vaishnavas. So, starting from there, the Keshava, Narayana, Madhava, all the months start. So, like that, we, you know, uh, there is Damodar month also. So, like that. So, these, so the Vaishnavas, they, of course, there is another Sanskrit names also for the months. But Vaishnavas, they have Vaishnava names for the months. That's why we have this Damodar month. That is, that's how the Damodar month comes. Because it's one of the months, Vaishnava months. Where we sing the Damodar Ashtakam. You know? <clears throat> These twelve are the predominating deities of the twelve months. Keshava is the predominating deity of Agraha, Agrahayana. And Narayana is the predominating deity of Pausha. The predominating deity of the month of Magha is Madhava. And the predominating deity of the month of Palguna is Govinda. Vishnu is the predominating deity of Chaitra and Madhusudana is the predominating deity of Vaishakha. These Vaishakha, Chaitra, all these, these are the Sanskrit names of the months actually. And these months are not calculated according to the solar calendar but according to the lunar lunar calendar. So Magha and all this, you know, Agrahayana, Pausha, Magha, uh, Chaitra, Vaishakha and all this. In the month of Jaishtha, the predominating deity is Trivikrama. In Ashada, the deity is Vamana. Vamana. In Shravana, the deity is Sridhara. And in Bhadra, the deity is Rishikesh. In the month of Ashvina, the predominating deity is Padmanabha. And in Kartik, it is Damodar. So that's why it is Kartik month or Damodar month. That is. So Kartik is the um, Sanskrit word, uh, name for the month. And Damodar is a Vaishnava name for the same month. And it is the holiest month in the year. Therefore, we have this Damodarashtakam and the offering of the lambs and all that. This Damodar is different from Radha Damodar, the son of Nanda Maharaj in Vrindavan. You see, although we chant, you know, the Damodarashtakam, um, referring to the Damodar that is was bound by Yashoda, this Damodar, the Chaturbhuj robe, is different from that Damodar. It is different Damodar. But still, of course, we chant our Damodarashtakam, which is referring to the Damodar in Vrindavan. But this is Chaturbhuj Damodar, another. When putting the 12 tilak marks on the 12 places of the body, one has to chant the mantra consisting of these 12 Vishnu names. After daily worship, when one anoints the different parts of the body with water, these names should be chanted as one touches each part of the body. So this is how we put tilak. From Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha, there are 8 additional pastime expansions. O Sanatan, please hear me as I mention their names. The eight pastime expansions are Purushottama, Achyuta, Narasimha, Janardana, Hari, Krishna, Adhokshaja and Upendra. 
and this krishna is different from the original krishna he is a chaturbhuj krishna another krishna of these eight expansions two are pastime forms of vasudev their names are adhokshaja and purushottama the two pastime forms of sankarshan are upendra and achyuta the pastime forms of pradyumna are narsimha and janardana and the pastime forms of aniruddha are hari and krishna all these 24 forms constitute the chief prabhav vilas pastime forms of the lord they are named differently according to the position of the weapons in their hands of all these the forms that differ in dress and features are distinguished as vaibhav vilas of them padmanabha trivikrama narasimha vamana hari krishna and so on all all have different bodily features vasudeva and the three others are direct prabhav pastime forms of lord krishna of these quadruple forms the pastime expansions are 20 in number huh all these forms preside over different vaikuntha planets in the spiritual world beginning from the east in consecutive order in each of the eight directions there are these there are three different forms although they are they all have their residences eternally in the spiritual sky some of them are situated within the material universes there is an eternal residence of narayan in the spiritual sky in the upper portion of the spiritual sky is a planet known as krishna loka which is filled with all opulences the planet of krishna loka is divided into three sections gokula mathura and dwarka so even krishna loka there is gokula mathura and dwarka lord keshava eternally resides at mathura lord purushottam known by the name jagannath eternally resides at nilachal and today is that that's why uh, jagannath puri is called purushottam kshetra um, so eternally resides at nilachal at prayag uh, the lord is situated as bindu madhava and at mandara parvat the lord is known as madhusudana vasudev padmanabha and janardan reside at anandaranya anandaranya is in kerala padmanabha swami you know that is that is that at vishnu kanchi there is lord vishnu at mayapur lord hari and throughout the universe a variety of other forms within the universe the lord is situated in different spiritual manifestations these are situated on seven islands in nine sections thus their pastimes are going on you see it's so mind boggling you see if you really want to know the detail the lord is situated in all the universes in different forms just to please his devotees thus the lord destroys irreligious principles and establishes religious principles paritranaay sadhunam vinashaya sadushkritam this is and establish dharma samsthapana arthaya sambhavami yuge yuge all these are here ah let's see if it is actually a sanskrit verse no it is a bengali okay of these forms some are considered incarnations examples of examples are lord vishnu lord trivikrama lord narasimha and lord vamana they are incarnations my dear sanatan just hear from me as i tell you how the different vishnu murtis hold their weapons beginning with the disc and how they are named differently according to the placement of the weapons in their hands the procedure of the procedure for counting begins from the lower right hand and goes to the upper right hand then the upper left hand then the lower left hand so this is the order so lower right hand upper right hand upper left hand and uh, lower left hand so in the what is that clockwise direction if you if you looking if you are looking at lord vishnu i mean <laughs> so it's clockwise direction from lower right upper right upper left lower left okay remember that so now <clears throat> the 
Lord Vishnu is named according to the order of the weapons he holds in his hands. According to the Siddhartha Samhita, there are 24 forms of Lord Vishnu. First, I shall describe according to the opinion of that book, the location of the weapons, beginning with the disc. So, the Siddhartha Samhita has the information where this, you know, how these weapons are held. In his lower right hand, Lord Vasudeva holds a club. In the upper right hand, a conch shell. In the upper left hand, a disc. And in the lower left hand, a lotus flower. In the lower right hand, Sankarshan holds a club. In his upper right hand, he uh, a conch shell. In upper left hand, a lotus flower. And in his lower left hand, a disc. So in this way, all the 24 names, you can go and read at your own convenience. Different, different. Um, see here, Lord Narsimha holds the disc, lotus, club and conch. But he does not have the Narsimha roop, you know. He has like a Vishnu form. In this Chatur view, Chatur, I mean these 24 forms, all are four-handed forms, Vishnu Murtis. Although his name is Lord Narsimha, he is not in the Narsimha roop. He, that Narsimha roop is in, manifested in the material world, but in the spiritual world, he is just Vishnu Murti. You know? But his name is Narsimha. So these are all, you know, stated. According to the Hayasirsha Pancharatra, there are 16 personalities. Yeah. I shall now describe that opinion of how they hold the weapons. So again, so Hayasirsha Samhit, uh, Pancharatra and Siddhartha Samhita has all this um, description of the placement. There is, I think, slight difference in the way it is described. But anyway, so... So, okay, 240th verse. Krishna, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, indicated as the son of Maharaj Nanda, has two names. One is Swayam Bhagavan and the other is Leela Purushottam. You see? Swayam Bhagavan and Leela Purushottam. Two names. Lord Krishna personally surrounds Dwarkapuri as its protector. In different parts of the city, in nine places, he expands in nine different forms. The nine personalities mentioned are Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, Aniruddha, Narayana, Narsimha, Hayagriva, Varaha and Brahma. I have already described the pastime and Prakash forms. Now please hear about the different personal expansions. Okay, you see how, how deeply this goes. The first personal expansion is Sankarshan and the others are incarnations like the fish incarnation, Matsya. Sankarshan is an expansion of the Purusha or Vishnu. Uh, this is when he descends into the material world. Vishnu means one who enters into this material world. The incarnations such as Matsya, the fish incarnation appear in different yugas for specific pastimes. There are six types of incarnations, avatars of Krishna. One includes the incarnations of Vishnu, Purushavataras, and other, another includes the incarnations meant for the performance of pastimes, Leela avatars. So, Purushavataras and Leela avatars. There are incarnations that control the material qualities, Gunavataras, incarnations who appear during the reign of each Manu, Manvantara avatars, incarnations in different millenniums, Yuga avatars and incarnations of empowered living entities, Shaktyavesh avatars. Childhood and boyhood are the typical ages of the deity. Krishna, the, the son of Nand, Maharaj Nanda, performed his pastimes as a child and as a boy. There are innumerable incarnations of Krishna and there is no possibility of counting them. We know, <coughs> we know Dashavatar, but actually that is just like one small sample. His avatars are coming like the waves of the ocean. Hmm? We can simply indicate them by giving the example of the moon and the branches of a tree. 
O learned Brahmanas, just as hundreds and thousands of small rivulets issue from great reservoirs of water, innumerable incarnations flow from Sri Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the reservoir of all power. In the beginning, Krishna incarnates himself as the Purushavataras or Vishnu incarnations. These are, three, these are of three types. Vishnu has three forms called Purushas. The first, Mahavishnu, is the creator of the total material energy, Mahat. The second is Garbhodakashai, who is situated within each universe. And third is Kshirodakashai, who lives in the heart of every living being. He who knows these three becomes liberated from the clutches of Maya. Krishna has unlimited potencies out of which there are three are chief, willpower, the power of knowledge and the creative energy. The predominator of the willing potency is Lord Krishna, for by his supreme will everything comes into existence. In willing there is a need for knowledge and that knowledge is expressed through Vasudeva. You see, even this willing, the knowledge and creative energy, it's all different, different expansions of Krishna that are controlling all these features of energies. The willing is coming from Krishna, the knowledge is coming from Vasudeva, there is no possibility of creation without thinking, feeling, willing, knowledge and activity. The combination of the supreme will, knowledge and action brings about the cosmic manifestation. Lord Sankarshan is Lord Balaram. Being the predominator of the, of the creative energy, he creates both the material and the spiritual world. Balaram. So it is not Krishna who personally creates all he, he, through expansions. The spiritual world is maintained. Of course, the spiritual world is never created, but it is maintained by Balaram. And the material world is also created through the, his, his expansions. That's why it is called Yasyai Kanishvasita Kala Mathava Lambya Jeevantiloma Vilajaja Gadandanatha Vishnur Mahansa Ihayasya Kala Vishesho Govinda Madhi Purushamta Mahambhajami Kala means who is an expansion of an expansion of an expansion like that. <coughs> he is called a Kala. So Mahavishnu is an expansion of an expansion of an expansion from Krishna. So, through his expansions, he is maintaining everything. But as Krishna himself, he is just engaged in his pastimes. That original Sankarshan, Lord Balram, is the cause of both the material and the spiritual creation. He is the predominating deity of egotism, and by the will of Krishna and the power of spirit of the spiritual energy, he creates the spiritual world, which consists of the planet Goloka Vrindavan and the Vaikuntha planets. The word he creates is used because in our understanding we can only understand like that. But actually it's always there. <clears throat> so these words are insufficient sometimes to describe the spiritual world because you know it is beyond our understanding. Although there is no question of creation as far as this ah, is explained, you see here. Although there is no question of creation as far as the spiritual world is concerned, the spiritual world is nonetheless manifested by the supreme will of Sankarshan. The spiritual world is the abode of the pastimes of the eternal spiritual energy. Gokula, the supreme abode and planet, appears like a lotus flower that has a thousand petals. That's how the Goloka Vrindavan planet is there. It is actually in the shape of a lotus. That's why you see the painting of the, I don't know if you have seen, the painting of the all the planets, different planetary systems. Goloka Vrindavan is shown as a lotus flower. This is because of this thing. This is explained also in the Brahma Samhita, if I'm not wrong. So, it is a lotus flower that has a thousand lotus, a thousand petals. The wall of that lotus is the abode of the Supreme Lord Krishna. This lotus-shaped uh, Supreme abode is created by the will of Lord Ananta. Again, when you say create, it's not exactly created, but it's already in existence. 
<coughs> by the agency of the material energy this same lord sankarshan creates all the universes the dull material energy known in modern language as nature is not the cause of the material universe mm, the scientists say oh nature 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 mm, nature is not at all the ultimate cause it's all the you know all these expansions that are working behind the scene and by their order the nature is working <clears throat> without the supreme personality of god has god has energy dull matter cannot create the cosmic manifestation its power does not arise from the material energy itself but is endowed by sankarshan dull matter alone cannot create anything the material energy produces the creation by the power of the supreme personality of godhead iron itself has no power to burn but when iron is placed in fire it is empowered to burn balram oh this is a nice verse actually this was always shown as an example but here it is lauhajena agni shaktiye payadah shakti so this example is always given by prabhupad how matter can be spiritualized uh, when the iron is put in the fire and it becomes red hot so that example is coming from this verse so everything the prabhupad speaks is actually there in the shastra he says that we don't know sometimes where it is balram and krishna are the original efficient and material causes of the material world as mahavishnu and the material energy they enter into the material elements and create the diversities of multi energies thus they are called the cause of all causes the form of the lord that descends into the material world to create is called an avatar or incarnation all the expansions of lord krishna are actually uh, residents of the spiritual world but when they descend into the material world they are called incarnations avatars you see all the expansions of lord krishna are actually residents of the spiritual world but when they descend into the material world they are called avatars to glance over that material energy and empower her lord sankarshan first creates uh, first incarnates as lord mahavishnu and it goes on you know karanadab karanabdhishai karanadakshai vishnu uh, it's just you know can you imagine all these things we can just go and you know read all this how he you know comes why he comes i mean this goes on you see how many verses is still not over still not over still not over garbhadakshai third karanadakshai actually here okay these are some some we can do okay you see there is um Actually, here there is some of the some important verses are there. So these are the Purusha avatars, the you know the avatars which you know the Mahavishnu, Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, Shirodakshaya Vishnu. So O Sanatan, I have definitely definitively described the three Purusha avatars of Vishnu. Now please hear from me about the past time incarnation. So there were Purusha avatars. Now Lila avatars is explaining. 
No one can count the innumerable pastime incarnations of Lord Krishna, but I shall describe the principal ones. Some of the pastimes incarnations are the fish incarnation, the tortoise incarnation, Lord Ramachandra, Lord Narsimha, Lord Vamana, and Lord Varaha. There is no end to them. So, um, this is a verse from the, I think, Bhagavatam, is it? Hmm, what is this? 10.2.40, wow. Hmm. Again, same thing, no? but this is, I do not know, 10.2.40. Okay, so next, I have given a few examples of pastime incarnations. Now, I will describe the Guna Avataras. So, Purusha Avataras, Leela Avataras, now Guna Avataras. The incarnations of the material qualities, please listen. There are three functions within this material world. Everything here is created, everything is maintained for some time, and everything is finally dissolved. The Lord, therefore, incarnates himself as the controllers of the three qualities, Sattvagun, Rajagun, and Tamagun, goodness, passion, and ignorance. Thus, the transactions of the material world take place. Because of his past pious activities, mixed with devotional service, the first-class living entity is influenced by the mode of passion within his mind. See? Because of his past pious activities. Actually, it is explained in the Bhagavatam that 100 lives, if one can do Varnashram, as a human being, perfectly if he lives according to his Varnashram institution, he can become Brahma, without a mistake, if he does it. So, such first-class living entity is influenced by the material mode of passion within his mind, and the Gunavatar is called Brahma. Such a devotee is empowered by Garbhodakashaya Vishnu. In this way, an incarnation of Krishna in the form of Brahma engineers the total creation of the universe. The sun manifests his brilliance in a gem, although it is a stone. Similarly, the original personality of Godhead Govinda manifests his special power in a pious living entity. Thus, the living entity becomes Brahma and manages the affairs of the universe. Let me worship Govinda, the original personality of Godhead. This is actually from Brahma Samhita, translated. You know, this is uh, after the name. What is that? Bhasvan yathashma sakaleshu nijeshu tejasviyam brahma yayeshu jagadanda vidhana karta. If, now, you see this is interesting. If in a kalpa, a suitable living entity is not available to take charge of Brahma's post, the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself personally expands and becomes Lord Brahma. What is the value of a throne to Lord Krishna? The masters of various planetary systems accept the dust of his lotus feet as the, on their crowned heads. That dust makes the holy places sacred, and even Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Lakshmi and I myself, who are all portions of his plenary portions, eternally carry that dust on our heads. So, and then he accepts in the material mode of ignorance, assumes the form of Rudra to dissolve the cosmic manifestation. So, this is the Gunavatar of uh, Tamogun, Lord Shiva. <clears throat> you see, although Rudra is not on a level with Jivatattvas, he still cannot be considered a personal expansion of Lord Krishna. You see? Milk is transformed into yogurt. So this is a this is actually Shiva's explanation. Lord Shiva is an associate of the external energy, therefore he is absorbed in the material quality of darkness. Lord Vishnu is transcendental to Maya and the qualities of Maya, therefore he is the supreme personality of Godhead. You see, the truth about Lord Shiva is that he is always covered with three material coverings: Vaikarika, Taijasa, and Tamasa. Because of these three modes of material nature. He always associates with the external energy and egotism itself. 
they're all very very technical you know Sri Hari uh, we can see okay let's go to the next hmm. okay this is this is uh, Lord Vishnu who is the Gunavatar of mode of uh, goodness Satvagun for the maintenance of the universe Lord Krishna descends as his personal planetary expansion in the form of Vishnu he is the uh, director of the mode of goodness therefore he is transcendental to the material energy Lord Vishnu is in the category of Swamsha because he has opulences almost equal to Krishna's he is Swamsha and we are Vibhinnamsha we are actually Vibhinnamsha Jeevatattvas we are all Vibhinnamsha he is Swamsha Krishna is the original person Lord Vishnu is his personal expansion this is the verdict of all Vedic literatures and then Deepachare Vahidasantaram that is explained the conclusion is that Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are simply devotee incarnations who carry out orders. However, Lord Vishnu, the maintainer, is the personal feature of Lord Krishna. Okay, then there is the... Um, this is from where? 2.6.32. Okay. Then, we have... <clears throat> o Sanatan... Now, just hear about the incarnations who appear during the reign of each Manu, Manvantara Avataras. This is the next category of Avatara. They are unlimited and no one can count them, just hear of their source. In one day of Brahma, there are 14 changes of Manus and during the reign of each of these 14 Manus, an incarnation is manifested by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are 14 Manvantara Avataras in one day of Brahma, 420 in a month, if you calculate 14 times 30, and therefore 5040 in one year. During the hundred years of Brahma's life, there are 504,000 Manvantara avatars. So, half a million avatars in one life of Brahma. Just the Manvantara category of avatars. You know, the number of Manvantara avatars for only one universe has been given. One can only imagine how many Manvantara avatars exist in the innumerable universes. And all these universes and Brahmajis on Brahmas exist only during one exhalation of Mahavishnu. There is no limit to the exhalations of Mahavishnu. Just see how impos impossible it is to speak or write of only the Manvantara avatars. <laughs> in the Swayambhu Manvantara avatar, sorry, in the Swayambhu Manvantara, the avatar is named Yajna. In the Swarochisha Manvantara, he is named Vibhu. In the Anuttama Manvantara, he is known as, he is named Satyasena. And in the Tamasa Manvantara, he is named Hari. In the Raivata Manvantara, the avatar is named Vaikuntha. And in the Chakshusha Manvantara, he is named Ajita. In the Vaivasvata Manvantara, he is named as Vamana. This, this Vamana has come here. In the Savarnya Manvantara, he is named Sarvabhoma. In the Daksha Savarnya Manvantara, he is named Rishabha. In the Brahma Savarnya Manvantara, the avatar is, is named Vishwaksena. In the Dharma Savarnya, he is named as Dharma Setu. In the Rudra Savarnya, he is named Sudha, Sudhama. Not Sudhama, Sudhama. And in the Deva Savarnya, he is named Yogeshwara. In the Indra Savarnya Manvantara, the avatar is named Brihad Bhano. These are the names of the 14 avatars and the 14 Manvantras. So, all this. Now we are in the 7th, which is Vaivasvata Manvantara. So, now hear from me about the Yuga avatars, the incarnations of the, for the millenniums. First of all, there are four Yugas. Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dvapara Yuga, Kali Yuga. In the four Yugas, Satya, Treta, Dvapara and Kali, the Lord incarnates in four colors white, red, black and yellow respectively. These are the colors of the incarnations in different millenniums. Okay, then the verse is from the Bhagavatam where, um, who is that? Gargamuni. He actually <coughs> describes the color. 
Um, in the Satyuga, the Lord appeared in a body colored white with four arms and a matted hair. He wore tree bark and bore a black antelope skin. He wore a sacred thread and a garland of Rudraksha beads. He carried a rod and a pot pot and he was a Brahmachari. In the Tretayuga, the Lord appeared in a body that has a reddish hue and four arms. There were three distinctive lines on his abdomen and his hair was golden. His form manifested the Vedic knowledge and he bore the symbols of a sacrificial spoon, ladle and so on. As the white incarnation, the Lord taught religion and meditation. He offered benedictions to Kardamamuni and in this way he showed his causeless mercy. In Satya Yuga, the people were generally advanced in spiritual knowledge and could meditate upon Krishna very easily. The, people, the people's occupational duty in Trita Yuga was to perform great sacrifices. This was induced by the personality of Godhead in his reddish incarnation. In Dwapar Yuga, the people's occupational duty was to worship the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, Lord Krishna appearing in a blackish body personally induced people to worship him. So, you can get an idea. And now, I want to show the next category of avatars. So, in the age of Kali, the Lord Krishna assumes a golden color and accompanied by his personal associates. This is from Bhagavatam. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One should consider that these incarnations are also unlimited and that no one can count them. Thus, I have given a description of the incarnations of the four different yugas. After hearing all this, Sanatan gave an indirect hint to the Lord. Uh, of course, he is saying that you yourself are the incarnation, you know. He is mentioning to <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then, Shaktyavesha. I wanted to show the Shaktyavesha. I don't know if it is there. Let's see. Ah. <laughs> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> the incarnation of Krishna for this age is indicated by the symptoms. Please confirm this definitely so that all my doubts will go away. So, <laughs> Sanatan Goswami is very expert, you know. So, he is quoting from uh, Sanatan Goswami. Uh, the color of the personality in whom the characteristics of the Lord are found is yellowish. His activities include the distribution of love of Godhead and the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. So, is, Sanatan Goswami is saying, indirectly saying, Chaitanya Prabhu, so you are, you are the reincarnation, no? You are describing about these Yugavataras. You know, he's in Kali Yuga, According to all these Shastric statements, you know, he wear, he's in yellow golden color and he distributes love of Godhead in Sankirtan movement. So, somebody here is actually an incarnation, you know. <laughs> so, you see what, you know, so he said, the incarnation of Krishna for this age is indicated by these symptoms. Please confirm this definitely so that all my doubts will go away. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu replied, Oh Sanatan, you must give up your intelligent tricks. Now, just try to understand the description of the Shaktyavesha Avatars. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu changed the topic. <laughs> so, this is the case in which Krishna cannot hide from his devotees. So, Sanatana Goswami is hinting, you know, yeah, you know, somebody here is an incarnation, you know, sitting with me, you know, explaining to me all these things. <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, you know, you know, give up your intelligent tricks. Let me speak about the Shaktyavasha Avataras. You are interrupting my uh, <laughs> description. Now, let's move on, he said. <laughs> so, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, although he is incarnation of Krishna. He never asserted himself as an incarnation of Krishna. 
so now this is another important feature of his avatars now just try to understand the description of shaktavesh avatars there are unlimited shaktavesh avatars of lord krishna let me describe the chief among them empowered incarnations are of two types primary and secondary again everything is you know so many subcategories the primary ones are directly empowered by the supreme personality of godhead and are called incarnations the secondary ones are indirectly empowered by the supreme personality of godhead and are called vibhuti some shaktavesh avatars are the four kumaras you see that means these avatars are actually living entities who are especially empowered by krishna you see empowered incarnations so some shaktavesh avatars are the four kumaras narada maharaj prithu parashuram parashuram is also shaktavesh he is actually an ordinary living entity but made to perform acts which are almost as good as the lord even lord buddha is like that even lord kapila is like that and uh, and also the great devotees empowered preachers like prabhupad bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur they are all also shaktavesh avatar actually so you will okay now you will read when a living being is empowered to act as lord brahma he is also considered a shaktavesh avatar lord shesha in the spiritual world of vaikuntha and in the material world lord ananta who carries innumerable um planets on his hoods are two primary empowered incarnations there is no need to count the others for they are unlimited the power of knowledge ha- was invested in the four kumaras and the power of devotional service was invested in narada so because there are six opulences of the lord aishwarya samagrasya virya sajesha sasriya gyana vairagya scheva shannam bhaga itingana so that is um wealth um strength fame Uh, beauty knowledge and renunciation so sometimes he empowers some living entity with one of those six or two of those six or all of those six like that so the power of knowledge was invested in the four kumaras the power of devotional service was invested in narada the power of creation was invested in lord brahma and the power to carry innumerable planets was invested in lord ananta the supreme personality of god had invested the power of personal service in lord shesha and he invested the power to rule the earth in king prithu lord parshuram received the power to kill rogues and miscreants so they are differently empowered you see whenever the lord is present in someone by portions of his various potencies you see whenever the lord is present in someone by portions of his various potencies the living entity representing the lord is called a shaktavesh avatar that is an an incarnation invested with special power this is found in the lagu bhagavata amritam as explained in the 11th chapter of bhagavad gita krishna has spread himself all over the universe in his many in many personalities through specific powers known as vibhuti like he said among the um animals i am the lion among the fish i am the shark among the stars i am the moon these are all examples of specific power he empowered those things you know that's why I, i am the ability in man he says so whenever we see some somebody doing something in a very special way and you know in a very unique way then you would understand okay the lord has invested some kind of power in that person <coughs> so that is called vibhuti <coughs> where is not direct empowerment but indirect empowerment mm-hmm. but direct empowerment like parashurama and that and buddha buddha is also a shaktavesh avatar so uh, then next why but what need is there okay this one we have <coughs> from the bhagavad gita 
thus I have explained specifically empowered incarnations. Now please hear about the characteristics of Lord's childhood, boyhood and youth. Okay, this is another thing. So, this is the just an overview of what incarnations are and how he comes. Although he says very simply in the Bhagavad Gita, but then how much things goes actually in the background. Um, so, we can understand to an extent. You know? So, he comes basically to encourage his devotees, save his devotees, kill the demons and re-establish principles of religion. And you may ask in Kali Yuga, you know, where is the incarnation? I mean, religion is on the way in completely. So, Kali Kali and Namarupe Krishna Avatar. Of course, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come and also his holy name is also an incarnation. Deity is also an incarnation, Archa Vigraha, Archa Murti, Archa Avatar. So, there is also an incarnation. So, in this way, he is always present with the devotees. And in the literary incarnation as Bhagavatam, that is also an incarnation of his knowledge. The book is also an incarnation of Krishna. The Bhagavad Gita is also an incarnation of his words. So, like that. And the uh, the empowered devotees are also Shaktyavesh Avatar. That is also explained in, uh, I think, the same chapter or somewhere. Prabhupada explains in the purport also. That, that's why it is empowerment to preach. When one is empowered, like here, they are empowered in different ways, right? To kill the rogues, to kill or to create or to... Uh, the empowerment of devotional service was given to Narada. So, in this way, there are so many empowerments. So, similarly, the empowerment to preach is given to Prabhupada, for example. So, and he preached worldwide. Krishna Shakti Vina Nahitar Pravartan. Harinam Sankirtan Kalyugir Dharma. So, this is... Um, Krishna Shakti Vina, without the empowerment of Krishna, one cannot preach. So, Krishna empowered Prabhupada to preach all over the world. So, that is the Shaktyavesh Avatar. So, he is not just an ordinary person, you know, so it's like, we cannot take him like that. Oh, just who tried to preach something. No, he is actually a Shaktyavesh Avatar. Otherwise, it would not have been possible for him to preach. So, in this way, he is coming in different avatars to save us. Alright, so we will stop it here. Now, let's see questions. Oh, we have so many questions. We always seem to have so many questions. <laughs> so, question by Bhakta Virendra. We are so fortunate that Lord Krishna, who appears only once in a day of Brahma, appeared 5000 years ago. And Lord Krishna's devotee form, Lord Chaitanya, who appeared only once in a day of Brahma, appeared 500 years ago. Sound incarnation of Krishna, the holy names, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, is also God incarnate that appeared from the spiritual world, which brings about spiritual revolution and reali- realization. Mm-hmm. So basically, you put a sentence and put a question mark at the end. <laughs> You've already answered everything. And also, he has um, come as Shaktyavesh Avatar as Prabhupada and literary incarnation as a book and everything for for our help. So he comes in all these different ways. As, of course, the Paramatma is sitting in our heart. So in all these ways, he's trying to guide us. <clears throat> Next question by Ramya. Why didn't Lord Krishna punish Yudhishthir for staking his wife Draupadi in the game of dice? So, first of all, it's not exactly um, <clears throat> to the topic of the class. But anyway, so basically the punishment was already there. He went to the he went to the forest for 14 years and then he has to fight his way back all the way, you know, to come, you know, that's basically <clears throat> um, this is to show what is the effect of gambling. So one of the sinful activities is gambling. But another thing is that when a Kshatriya's principle is that when he is called for a gambling match or when he is called for a war, 
he cannot refuse that is one of his principles as a kshatriya so under those grounds he could not um, say no but then they cheated of course and anyway that also shows the bad effects of gambling there is actually a i don't know the sanskrit of it i need to find the sanskrit is <coughs> anything in chanakya pandit he said um chanakya pandit said a real pandit will hear about um gambling in the morning about um women in the afternoon and about thief in the night and anybody who reads about these three topics he is actually a pandit a very learned person <coughs> i need to find that exact sanskrit so <laughs> he said like that that uh, a pandit a really learned man he will read about gambling in the morning read about women in the afternoon and read about a uh, thief in the night so what does actually it mean so in the in the morning he should read the mahabharat in which the gambling happened of which the bhagavad gita is the essence so in the morning one should read bhagavad gita and of course mahabharat like that in the afternoon one should you know um, um read about women that means ramayan ramayan there is you know the women of the three women of uh, dasharath three wives and then the, one of the wife threw a tantrum because of the influence of another woman manthara and because of that ram had to go to the forest and then the woman sita was kidnapped and came back i mean the whole war happened big war for the woman and then came back and then again she had to be banished because some woman did not come back home and the the husband is said no i can't accept because although ram can accept his woman i can't accept you so so hearing all these things about you know gossip ram had to banish the woman sita back to the forest and then she you know Uh, when he wanted to call back the woman then she went away he went into the earth so in this way <laughs> the whole thing so this is so when he said in the afternoon one should read about women it is about ramayan actually and at night we should read about the thief how how the activities of thieves so that is krishna krishna is a different type of you know he is a thief in different ways that's why they, we have that song chorashtakam where he is a thief in all kinds of ways he steals the butter he steals the dresses of the gopis he steals the sin you know um vraje prasiddham navanita chauram gopangananam chadukula chauram aneka janma arjita papa chauram chauragraganyam purusham namami so this is the so in the night you must read about bhagavatam krishna you know krishna book you should read about this thing so that is a real pandit so chanakya pandit says like that so these anyway the point is the question was why didn't lord krishna punish yudhishthir so it is there already the punishment in, in the what happened after that right so there is already the punishment so he's it's not that yudhishthir was fault at fault but through the examples of great devotees he is teaching us just like arjuna was put into illusion to teach us the bhagavad gita like that um then the next uh, question by bhakta virendra did the pandavas and draupadi suffer 12 years of vanavas and one year of agyatvas or incognito um because actually if 13 years of vanavas and one year of agyatvas 
um, because Lord Yudhishthira Maharaj accepted to play dice or indulge in gambling with Kauravas, so Lord Krishna helped them in their within their karma or interfere in their free will. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not there. See, the, we have to understand that the Pandavas are eternal associates of the Lord. So they come on the order of the Lord. And they were always, um, you know, they were always following the principles of Dharma. They never actually deviated from Dharma. 119. Hmm? Sorry, 1, 9, 12, I think. Bhishma Dev said, Ah, Chanakya Niti, chapter 9, text 11. <laughs> uh, Vishwambar Ruhu has given us a quotation. Sorry, the text will be displayed in a black. I think this is a difficult to read. I will change some settings. I'm, I'll, I'll figure that out. Maybe from tomorrow it will be white. Better to see. Anyway, you see, Pratar Dhyuta, Pratar Dhyuta Prasangena Madhyane Stri Prasangena Ratrao Chaurya Prasangena Kalo Gachati Dhimatam Discussing gambling in the morning, women in the noon and stealing in the night, the wise spend their time. You know, he said that, he said like that. <laughs> it, it is a kind of a very um, confusing verse, but it has inner meaning. Outside, if you just look at it like that, it looks like what is this? You know, what kind of a <laughs> verse is this? So, this is there. Thank you, Vishwamaru, for the reference. Pratar Dhyuta Prasangyana Madhyane Stri Prasangyana Ratrao Chaurya Prasangyana Kalo Gachati Dhimatam. The wise spend their time discussing these kind of topics throughout the day. <laughs> Means the pastimes of the Lord. So, um, so Bhishma, they have said this. Aho kashtam aho nyayam yadyuyam dharmanandanah jivitum narhatha klishtam vipradharma chutashrayah Bhishmadev said, oh, he, he was referring, he was talking to the Pandavas. Oh, what terrible sufferings and what terrible injustices you good souls suffer for being the sons of religion personified. You did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations. Yet you were protected by the Brahmanas, God and religion. See, they were actually good souls. They were sons of religion personified. They never went against Dharma. So they don't have this karmic reactions like anybody. But the Lord is showing through His devotees the effects of all different kinds of things so that we can learn. So the, the devotees play these parts. But actually the whole thing was engineered to Vinashayasha Dushkritams. What is that? Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashayasha Dushkritam. That was the original plan. These details, how those plans actually came about, how those plans became manifested and executed. Yes, gambling match, this and that. But the main thing is Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashayasha Dushkritam. The Pandavas were to be saved, the Kauravas had to be uh, rid of the earth. I mean, they, they had to be taken out of the earth. And Dharma Samsthapana Arthaya the principles of religion had to be re-established. That is what we need to understand. Next question by Bhaktivirendra. Jainism, Buddhism reject authority of Vedas. So, are they Upadharma? Yeah. I mean, they are it's atheism. Actually, they stated. We'll see. Um, Vedana Maniya Baudhahoita Nastik So, this is Madhalila, chapter 6, verse 168. 
वेदना मानिया बौद्ध हो तो नास्तिक वेदाश्रय नास्तिक के बाद बौद्ध के अधिक द बुद्धिस्ट डू नॉट रिकग्नाइज दथॉरिटी ऑफ द वेदर्स देर फॉर दे आर कंसिडर्ड एग्नोस्टिक्स However, those who have taken shelter of the Vedic scriptures yet preach agnosticism in accordance with the Mayavad philosophy are certainly more dangerous than the Buddhists. Because they are, apart from uh, being atheism, they are uh, also cheating. Whereas Buddhists are honest atheists. But um, Mayavadism is, uh, you know, cheating and atheism, two things. Then next um, question by Ramya. Before marriage, groom side talk. with bride very nicely including including groom after that everything changed upside down in this bride karma will krishna help this woman <laughs> ah krishna so krishna will help everyone krishna is there to help but we have to take his help so it doesn't matter whatever our situation is it is all because of our past karma we have to accept that because of something that i have done in my previous life i have gotten this whatever it is now if we take um the shelter of krishna then we will be definitely krishna will help he said he will help anyone right so don't worry um some anagha is asking three times question same question is buddha incarnation of lord vishnu yes shaktyavesh incarnation next question by bhakta venkatesh hari krishna prabhu please accept my humble obeisances my obeisances to you as well will irreligion first happen and signs of dharma people hmm? people neglect after that or the other way what so <laughs> i appreciate if um, if it is written in english that is readable <laughs> i know you are good at english but maybe you wrote this in a hurry because okay will irreligion first happen and signs of dharma people neglect after that or the other way so i think your question is does adharma happen and then um then the signs of dharma is uh, you know like signs of dharma is explained or the signs of dharma is explained and then they go away so it is the signs of dharma always comes first it is explained in the bhagavad gita you see third chapter 10th verse सह यज्ञा प्रजा सृष्ट्वा पुरो वाच प्रजापति अनेन प्रसवेश्यध्वम एष वोस्विष्ट कामधुक इन द बिगिनिंग ऑफ क्रिएशन द लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल क्रिएचर्स सेंट फोर्थ जनरेशंस ऑफ मेन एंड डेमिगॉड्स अलोंग विद सैक्रिफाइसेस फॉर विष्णु एंड ब्लेस देम बाय सेइंग बी दाउ हैप्पी बाय दिस यज्ञ सैक्रिफाइस बिकॉज़ इट्स परफॉर्मेंस विल बेस्टो अपॉन यू एवरीथिंग डिजायरेबल फॉर लिविंग हैप्पीली एंड अचीविंग लिबरेशन सो द रिलीजन कम्स फर्स्ट अलोंग विद यू सी इन द बिगिनिंग ऑफ क्रिएशन द लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल क्रिएचर्स सेंट फोर्थ जनरेशंस of men and demigods along with sacrifices for vishnu so at the same time sahayagnya praja srishtva see along with yagnas the uh, this thing creation was done but they when people you know just like in a country does the thief commit his crime and then there is the law or the law is there and then then after that the thief commits the crime the law is already there at the time of the independence i mean when the country has its own identity it has its own laws at the same time and then whatever the you know criminal does he is punished according to the law of the constitution that was already set before him so the the whole process of devotion service is already there from the very beginning and whenever it is forgotten the lord repeats the same thing it's not that he creates something after it is not a reaction to that 
um next bhaktavirendra is there any difference between bhagavad dharma and sanatan dharma or are they the same come on bhaktavirendra <laughs> these kind of questions of course they are the same okay please ask questions that are more you know <laughs> um i mean this is just common sense okay um next by bhaktavirendra anyone can become a vaishnava and follow brahmanical culture however a brahmana who is into karmakanda and demigod worship cannot become a vaishnava although born a brahmana so again you are already saying the sentence and then putting a question mark at the end so that's not a question that's a that's a statement and and it is true yeah <laughs> so if you want to ask a question please ask a question you just put a statement and then put a question mark <laughs> that's not a question okay next question by uh, vijay sharma prabhu there seems to be a decline in religious practice and rise in irreligious nearly all the time is there a period when things aren't so that krishna does not need to come or send someone <laughs> good so krishna see the nature of this material world is if if the religious principles don't decline then it's not in the material world it is spiritual world in the spiritual world there is no decline in religious principles so material world by the very nature the, the reason why we are here in this material world is because we have gone against the lord so there is always a decline in religious principles every time the lord comes and sets it back sets it back sets it back every time and there is decline because there is population who are against the lord and that's what happens so <laughs> bhaktavirendra says sorry that's okay <laughs> so um, <clears throat> um yeah so there is always a decline that is that is always there and the lord comes so if it is again if there is no decline there is not the material world it's a spiritual world so since there is always a decline he always comes and you know reestablish the principles of religion <clears throat> Virendra again bhakta virendra how come buddha incarnation speaking a void is philosophy because lord krishna who just appeared before buddha spoke his devotion to surrender and devotion by giving up all religions unto him yeah because uh, uh, as we know you know it is they were misusing the vedas and killing animals so he came to rectify that to stop the animal killing nindasi yagna vidherah shruti jatam sadaya hridaya darshita pashughatam केशवधृता बुद्धशरीर जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे निंदसी यज्ञ विधेरह श्रुति जातम सो ही हेज रिजेक्टेड द वेदिक वेदस एंड सदय हृदय दर्शित पशुघातम सो ही टू कंपैशन अपॉन द एनिमल्स एंड स्टॉप देयर सैक्रिफाइस विच वॉज बींग परफॉर्मड unscrupulously without any shastrik shastrik references just wanton killing so he came to stop that actually so it was a timely necessity at that time and then later on it was rectified by shankaracharya and then the uh, ramanujacharya and finally chaitanya mahaprabhu like that uh, i think we have described that many many times over the classes so i, w- I don't want to repeat that again then next question by tapasya prabhu uh, hari krishna prabhu how can we identify that who is devaki nandan krishna and who is yashoda nandan krishna 
doesn't matter we just worship krishna and we worship his so you know we don't have to go into all these details these are mentioned for our knowledge and as we advance more and more our realizations of these will increase and it doesn't matter even then even yashodanand krishna or devakinandan krishna it doesn't matter really krishna is krishna and he is always krishna <coughs> so it is just for our knowledge if we, the lord can even boggle our mind even more you know by even describing even more detail actually there is some more detail also which we did not read so it is just for our knowledge you know just <laughs> don't go too much into uh, this is yashodanand krishna or this is vaibhav prakash or vaibhav vilas or uh, prabhav prakash or vaibhav prakash or swayam rupa or tadekatma rupa or avesha doesn't matter we worship krishna and understand that all are his incarnations that's that's enough <laughs> hmm. next question by padma vardhraj Uh, last time my question was confusing for you the question was why god is not coming to save the good people they say it is karma please tell detail about that i seek pardon for the last time <laughs> okay no he's always he's coming he's already here chaitanya mahaprabhu came and now the holy name is there anybody any good people okay you are saying why god is not coming to save the good people so if if they are really good they will chant they will take advantage of the incarnation of god in the form of his holy name kalikale namarupe krishnavatar let's take out it kalikale namarupe hmm this is chaitanya charitamrita adrila 17 chapter 22nd verse kalikale namarupe krishnavatar nama hoyte hoy sarva jagat nistar in this age of kali the holy name of the lord the hari krishna mahamantra is the incarnation of lord krishna simply by chanting the holy name one associates with the, associates with the lord directly anyone who does this is certainly delivered there is no difference between krishna and his name abhinnatvan nama namino padma puran says so krishna's incarnation is already there if they are really good people they will chant if they are not chanting they are not good people that is the point so if they are really good they will chant okay and they can take advantage of this that's why sumedha saha yajanti hi sumedha saha there is explained in the 11532 of bhagavatam <coughs> let's see that verse you know anyway we have come this far 11 shrimad bhagavatam 11532 krishna varnam tvishakrishnam sangopangastra parshadam yagnyaihi sankirtana prayer yajanti hi sumedhasah in the age of kali intelligent persons intelligent persons perform congregational chanting uh they do chanting to worship the incarnation of godhead who constantly sings the names of krishna this is chaitanya mahaprabhu although his complexion is not blackish he is krishna himself he is accompanied by his associates servants weapons and confidential companions and this is also explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 9 text 14 satatam kirtayanto mam yatan tascha dridha vrataha namasyantascha mam bhaktya nitya yukta upasate always chanting my glories endeavoring with great determination bowing down before me these great souls perpetually worship me with devotion so always chanting my glories satatam kirtayanto mam then he also said in the 10th chapter 25th verse yajnanam japayagnyasmi see that means i of sacrifices of sacrifices i am the chanting of the holy names japa so 
this is this is the incarnation if, if they are really good people they should take to this but you know what happens in kali yuga they they say they are good but actually what good they are they don't want to take shelter of krishna no let's see this one 12343 kalauna rajan jagatam param gurum trilokanathanat pada pankajam prayena martya bhagavantam achyutam yakshanti paashanda vibhinna chetasa okay in the age of kali people's intelligence will be diverted by atheism <clears throat> and they will almost never offer sacrifice to the supreme personality of godhead who is the supreme spiritual master of the universe although the great personalities who control the three worlds all bow down to the lotus feet of the supreme lord the petty and miserable human beings of this age will not do so so how can these people be good yannamadheyam riyamana aturaha patanskalan va vivasho grinan puman विमुक्त कर्मागल उत्तमांगतिम this is a dog obstinacy of the people of kaliyuga so what good is there in this people so one who is really good is really good he will chant he will take advantage are devotees are preaching everywhere please chant 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 prabhupada spread is all over the world and devotees are going out preaching why they are not taking up then because of dog obstinacy means they are not good people good people will chant sumedha sah Where is Ayodhya Loka situated in the spiritual world? Why couldn't so it is uh, be- below Goloka, Vrindavan? It is explained, I think, in the Lagu Bhagavata Amrita, if I am not wrong, the situation of Ayodhya Dham and all that. Uh, next question by Bhak- uh, Vijay Sharma Prabhu: Are Lord Ananta and Lord Shesha two different expansions? Uh, Ananta Shesh. Sometimes it's Ananta Shesh. Ananta, probably the same, right? yeah same maybe in these technicalities they may be again explain in different ways those technicalities i don't know but ananta shesh is usually we refer to him as ananta shesh so is the same but if there is any technical difference or something i wouldn't know because i'm not an expert in all this next question by somagiri prabhu must we know all this avatars if we want to go back to the spiritual world anyway it is a very interesting and nice lecture Oh, thank you, Prabhu. Um, we just have to know as much as we can. We should read, of course. Why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Why it is there in the Chaitanya Charitamrita? For us to know. But of course, it is not necessary that you exactly have to know. But if we are interested in Krishna, we will want to know more. You know, just like if a boy likes a girl, he would want to know more about the girl. How, how, what she likes, what she doesn't like, what she does, what she, what colors she likes, what. if love is there then you will want to know more about that person fan club what is fan club like say shahrukh khan or maybe a hollywood actor maybe tom cruise or something like that people want to know what he is doing right now and what is you know they have all this fanfare and all that why because there is an attachment for that person so even whatever he is doing is nonsense they still go for it and still want to know what he is doing so similarly of course krishna doesn't do any nonsense so if there is love for krishna then we will be interested in the you know krishna's philosophy krishna's that is actually explained in a very nice verse in the mukundamala stotram 
um, it is in the verse 27 I think and also 46 27 let's see yeah yeah let's see namami narayana pada pankajam karomi narayana poojanam sada vadami narayana nama nirmalam smarami narayana tattvam avyayam at every moment i bow down to the lotus feet of narayana i perform worship worship to narayana i recite the pure name of narayana and i reflect on the infallible truth of narayana see smarami narayana tattvam avyayam so to reflect on his philosophy to always think about these things is is good you know that is what we should do in fact okay here <clears throat> 46 of mukundamala stotra pranamameshasya shirah phalam vidus tadarchanam prana phalam divaukashah divaukashah manah phalam tad guna tatva chintanam vacha phalam tad guna kirtanam budhah manah phalam tad guna tatva chintanam you see the wise inhabitants of the heavenly regions know that the perfection of the head is to offer prostrate obeisances to the supreme lord the perfection of the life breath is to worship the lord the perfection of the mind is to ponder the details of his transcendental qualities <coughs> and the perfection of speech is to chant the glories of his qualities another similar verse is in the 19th verse of the same thing mukundamala stotra ृतवर्षिणी प्रतिपदारायण that intelligence okay this whole thing is um, i'm just concentrating on that part of the translation there that intelligence is spotless like the white glow of the moon or a conch shell which concentrates on lord madhava so in his different incarnations and all these things <coughs> so it is always good to you know meditate on the philosophy and you know preach and always think of krishna so yeah that quote from vishwamitra prabhu was gold prathar dyuta prasangena मध्याने स्त्री प्रसंगेन रात्रौ चौर्य प्रसंगेन कलौ गच्छति धीमताम चैप्टर 9 टेक्स्ट 11 ऑफ चाणक्य नीति सो अनघा इज हैज आस्क्ड दैट क्वेश्चन अबाउट बुद्धा वी सेड यस ही इज इनकार्नेशन अगेन अनदर क्वेश्चन बाय अनघा लक्ष्मी एंड नारायण हैड टू बी सेपरेट मेनी टाइम्स व्हाई सो देयर इज अ mood called vipralam sorry vipralamba seva vipralamba mood means actually that is all explained love you know love for krishna so there is vipralamba and sambhoga sambhoga is when when they meet and vipralamba is when they separate so when they meet so radharani says in the it's in the chaitanya charitamrita anthilila 20th chapter where is that let's see cc antya 20 somewhere here somewhere is explained uh, i don't know where exactly i can find that but you know it is said that radharani says when krishna comes before me i can see him in only one place 
But when he is away from me, I can see him everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see Krishna. So, therefore, I'm just trying to find the verse. Let me see. Um, anyway, maybe somebody can put in the comments if there is time. But the thing is this, that, um, so when they are separated, the ecstasy that they feel is far more than when they meet. So that is their internal enjoyment of rasa. But, the externally they are showing like Ram and Sita, they are separated and then, so there they are showing also apart from that enjoying their own spiritual relationship they are also showing a material example that if one is attached too much to family life to you know wife then he has to suffer a great deal and we have to encounter so many dangers so attachment to woman is not good so that is a lesson one of the chief lessons in Ramayana so even if, if it is to one's wife one should not be too attached hmm. so Excessive attachment, this is what happens. Um, so, that is, these are sh lessons to be learned. So, next. Um, Jatin Chaudhuri, is God punishing? That's it. That's the question. Well, <laughs> okay. So, God, Krishna punishes. He also gives us the... Okay. So, here is the verse from Rupa Goswami in Padyavali. So, we will feature that on the live stream here again I'm sorry for that text color which is not very easily visible but I'll change that later on so Sangama Viraha Vikalpe Varamiha Virahona Sangama Stasya Sange Saiva Tathaika Tribhuvanam Api Tanmayam Virahe Sri Radhika said when I consider the difference between union and separation I think that separation is better when I'm together with Krishna I see him only at one place but when he's away from me I see him I see all the three worlds filled with him. So, that's the verse from Padyavali. So, is God punishing? So, God is, he doesn't, I mean, through the material nature, material nature, Durga is the one prison warden of this prison house of material world. She punishes us. And that's how we suffer the Tapatraya. You know, the, you have seen the Durga's picture with the Trishul. You know, the three things pointed at the, the sharp weapon, you know pointed at the Mahishasura at the heart. So actually everybody who is against Krishna is actually an Asura, like the Mahishasura. So that Trishul means the Tapatraya. Adhyatmic misery, Adhibhautic misery, Adhidaivic miseries. So these three miseries are piercing our heart. So Adhyatmic miseries are miseries caused by our own body and mind. Depression or you know some bodily infirmity or whatever it is. Or becoming old age, you know, that bodily cause, body causing problems like that. And then um, the second one is Adhibhautik, where miseries are caused by other living entities. Maybe like, um, say, other people or other, maybe a dog bites you or you know, something like, even a mosquito you know, bites and then maybe get a disease like malaria or something like that. These are uh, miseries caused by others or by the boss sometimes, you know, or by the family members or friends or relatives or neighbors, whatever it may be, you know, so, or sometimes rulers of other countries, you know, sometimes war war happens because of Adhibhautik again, you know, like that. So, Adhidaivik is when 
from the demigods like natural disturbances excessive rainfall or too less rainfall or earthquake volcano tsunami these things are adhidaivik so adhyatmik adhibaudhik adhidaivik these three miseries are piercing our heart and giving us so much pain so that is the trishul so she punishes us and she is the agency for the, the, the present warden of this material world all right did we come to the end no not yet bhakta virendra question people take shelter of holy names in chant 69 but some of them don't get initiated then will such people benefit without initiation well it is said that without initiation one's activities are useless so it has to come to the point of initiation that means i have to surrender i have to become a disciple so that it has to come i think it's in the 15.108 in the madhyalila chaitanya charitamrita 15.108 in the purport i think mm, i don't know this is a very long purport so here is one from hari bhakti vilas okay taken from vishnu yamala adikshitasya vamoru kritam sarvam nirarthakam pashuyonim avapnoti diksha virahito jana unless one is initiated by a bonafide spiritual master all his devotional activities are useless a person who is not properly initiated can descend again into the animal species so this is this is the shloka so one has to get initiated you know we have to take initiation seriously i mean if we have taken everything else why not this initiation of course we must know what initiation is and how it has to be taken and who is the proper guru and what is the proper disciple and how it is to be taken and therefore uh, we should know our the system that we follow the ritvik system that prabhupad set up so we have to know all that and yeah so that brings us to the end of the session thank you all very very much for putting up with me for 3 hours i know it's difficult for you to sit around there and listen to all this but i hope that was interesting <clears throat> this is avatar of krishna all right thank you very much all of you hare krishna bhagavad gita ki jai shri krishna bhagwan ki jai jagannath bhagwan ki jai jagannath rathyatra ki jai mahamahotsav ki jai anant kodi vaishnav rind ki jai shri prabhupad ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna